0: Take some beautiful and perfection. Take Gonna start it again because there's a black problem. I love you so much,
1: Brody.
2: (laughs) I wasted my good Gene George (laughs)
0: on you. Absolutely. Okay. Now, can I do it now? (laughs) Yes. What about now? No. No? Yes. The Shaky Town Radio Hour is on the air. I am Gene George. I'm Brody Foster Hubbard. Welcome to the show. Uh, Welcome to the show. That was a there was a skip Elcom. Elcom hey, to
2: the show. All right, all right
1: let's get over. over
0: No, no, I'm gonna, I going to. I keep that. This Wart, is all staying in. Warts and all.
2: <laughs> we
1: are in somebody's home today. We're not in the
0: studio. Well, everywhere we go is our studio. Everywhere
1: is our home. Right. Right. Yeah. But um, Papa was a rolling stone. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Wherever exactly. he set up his blue Yeti and snowball microphone was his home.
1: Yes. Um, and today we've set up ours in the home of actress, singer dancer choreographer Phoenician Phoenician well I was going to save that for the the big I guess we we are at the yes and Phoenician fellow Arcadia Titan
0: Calico Cooper (laughs) no
2: that's a roar of the crowd in the background
0: (laughs) the Titans were your high school mascot yes yeah remember them
2: yeah remember the Titans oh I (laughs) I don't remember the Titans I got suckered in one year to being a cheerleader Okay. One year I did it, and I had I thought it was going to suck, but it was a blast, man. Because the arcade cheerleaders, well, at least in my grade, weren't you know weren't super uptight or like you know really ridiculous people. Like they got their joke, and mm-hmm. I think anybody in life that gets their own joke is fine by me. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs>
0: Because we were just talking off mic about uh, people who do not get their own joke, which is the Magic the Gathering nerds.
2: Yeah, and I would just like to, to, you know, put my foot in the waters here and say that I play Magic the Gathering, I'm actually really good at it, and I get my own joke. I have boyfriends, I have a successful life, and I try (laughs) to talk about it as much as possible so it doesn't become a closet problem. Right, right. You know, like, I secretly sit in my bathroom and, like, sort my Magic cards out, like, (laughs) I'll bust up in that dork store and be like, I need a Phyrexian Hulk, and not be sorry about it. And I'm going to go home and make out with the dude later, so... No,
0: no apologies.
2: No, no, you can't. Do you have...
1: All I remember is a card called, like, the Black Opal or something. It was, like, the ultimate magic card.
2: Okay. So my friend moves in with this dude. And he's, like, a... Like, just... She needs a roommate, whatever. And he moves in, he's got this, like, big mysterious box. So we're kind of like, you know, he's a new guy. We don't know him. It's, like, a Craigslist find. We're sort of like, what's in the box? You know, you want to know. And so the guy's like, uh, he's like, well, I play Magic the Gathering. we like, cool, dude, we play Magic, too. And he, like, refused to play with us. He, like, built himself up to be this, like, mage of Magic the Gathering. And, like, wouldn't talk about it. And all he said was, he's like, I have 47 decks, all which would kill you in three moves. And I was like, oh, cool. You don't sound, like, very much fun to play with. Yeah, that sucks. Okay. (laughs) So, Yeah. So finally we get him to open this stupid box and play with this. And he pulls out your black opal. And he's like, uh, this is the black opal. He's like, every time you go around, you lose a card and a point. And I was like, all right. And I just happened to have in my hand, destroy all enchantments. Boing. So I was like, there. And he, the look on his face, I was like, okay, well, he's going to make a skin suit out of me. Like, <laughs> that was pretty much it. And then he moved out a week later. I think it had something to do with the magic. I'm not sure. Probably. But probably. Probably. <laughs>
0: He, you uh, destroyed his land.
2: Yeah, but they don't, as a rule, <laughs> get their own deck. I mean, I've met some really cool people that play magic. Like, sure. You'd be surprised. There should be like an AA call. What is it they say? Like, are you a friend of Jim? Friend oh, of Tom. Right, right, right. Friend of Tom? Yeah. Are you? Or right? Is that
1: the? <laughs> no, that it's that's, friend that's, that's friend of Dill. Friend of Tom WFW is. Sorry,
0: <laughs> <answer, yeah.
2: laughs> sorry. Yeah, right. But the, yeah, it, yeah. there should be a callback, like. Or a secret handshake, at least. Yeah, or some like yeah, like high holy hand signal, something so right. I know that you play magic because I'll start talking about it and then like dude x in like the corner like the lawyer guy right with like a super hot yeah. blonde wife is like he wants to tell me he plays but <laughs> he can't so we need a safe word That's i true. think
0: <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't honestly i have not played magic Gathering in probably 10 years
1: oh and, so and you worked at a gaming store
0: yeah i from from the time i was about 14 or 15 i i worked in hobby shops till about the time i was about 20 yeah so, yeah, yeah. But see, this is the thing. This is why I hate Magic the gathering. Why I hate Magic. <laughs> Not the game itself. <clears throat> but... Because as we said... Hate, don't hate the play... Hate the hate game, hate the players. Right. Yeah. But, um...
2: Magic has a lot to do with pimpin', apparently. <laughs> pimping. it is.
0: Well, pimpin' ain't easy, and neither is neither
2: magic. Neither is magic.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's because when I worked at the game store, there was no such thing as Magic the gathering.
3: Right.
2: Uh, this
0: is back in the days when the Dungeons and Dragons ruled the Earth. And Magic came along and kind of just punched it in the pooper. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of D&D and all that stuff was...
2: I respect the people that stayed with their game, though. Yeah, you know, totally. People that are like, oh, no, I play Dungeons & Dragons. I don't have the time to come up with creatures. Like, you need to tell me what kind of creature it is, the type, and right, how much right, to right. play. Right. And the other thing is, I remember I was just doing a, a show... Who was it? Oh, the Doctors. That show the Doctors, and I was getting ready to go on, and I was so bored in my dressing room, and so I was like, you know, like going through my magic <laughs> cards, whatever, because they just happened to be in my purse. And so I was going through them, and, like, five people walked by, saw it, recognized they were magic cards, and just sort of, like, pissed off, you know, just, like, walked away. Mm. They were like, all right, whatever. One guy, the key grip, <laughs> walks by, and he's all, and, P.S., because you guys care, he was, like, so hot. <laughs> and he walked by, and he's like, those magic cards? And I was like, do you want to go out later? Because if, if the is yes, then my answer's yes. Nice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, see this is the thing. But but I think that the, the 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 problem is the same kind of geekery goes on with the Magic the Gathering as it did with D, but I think because of the collectible nature of the cards, mm-hmm. you have that you have additionally the same thing you get with like comic book collectors and with um,
2: uh, Right
0: baseball card collectors and other collectible card collectors. So it's like this intersection of Asperger's-y an inability to socialize right. with, you know, elitism, and it's and it's just like,
2: oh. Well, that's true, but I think anything that you're crazy passionate about, like, I gotta give it to the magic people. Right. Because, we went in there into the dork store. Actually, let's call it what it is. I go there, so it's not dorky. Um, <laughs> it's this place called Emerald Nights, and it's down in Burbank. Yeah, I live in
3: right by And, dude,
2: there. the guy that, like, helps us all the time, this dude named Jason, like, we go in, and we sit down, and he... D- Thank you.
0: Coffee and delivery has a, arrived. I
2: have a woman's... Katie Abel. Katie Abel! Like, you have to say, like, Flavor flavor. flavor. Yes. Katie Abel!
0: She's wearing a giant clock around her
2: neck. Boy! Boy! So, we'll, we'll get to Flavor of Love Season 2 in a minute, but... Um, <laughs> So,
3: so, yeah, it's
2: way, <laughs> way better than season one. Within the first two episodes, a girl poops on the floor. We'll get there. But so, yeah, so we go to this, this, uh, the dork store and I say that with pride because I am identifying like, you know, gay, straight dork. Like I am a dork. Right. And, uh, I vote dork. LGBT. My blood type is dork. LGBT. Yeah, right.
3: exactly.
2: And, uh, dude, they're so passionate about their, like, their decks. He's like, mm-hmm. he's like. Uh, This is a Merfolk Sky Sovereign deck, and he's like, and he shows me how to beat people's asses with this thing. And it's great, because, like, there is, there's, I can't walk around punching people in the face, but if you play Magic, I can certainly be like, die. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's a very strange thing. I'm I'm not
0: going to die, but you just put down a blue land.
2: Yes, I did. <laughs> P.S. So everybody on the radio knows I am actually sorting my magic cards mm-hmm. as we're having this conversation because later I plan on an ass-whooping. <laughs> my gonna, friends are so...
0: dealing out of Dude,
2: my no, no, no. My friends are so much better. Oh, okay. be, I like to play like a game. I'm playing, but they're not playing. Like they have like sweatbands on. Like they're ready to go. They're
0: like those. They're like those poker players.
1: See, I was gonna yeah. say I can kind of relate to this because I just. I'm gonna recently... put my sunglasses
0: on that you guys can't see on the yes. podcast. <laughs> I can't see. But I'm gonna sit there. I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my poker my professional poker player face. Maybe you take a picture of it. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> like you try
2: thing. and say try and say the words Zathrid Goat Demon with a straight face. <laughs> I'm putting out my Zathrid <laughs> Goat, now goat laugh Demon. Me
1: dragon. <laughs> It's not working. The camera. Oh, so, you suck. Sorry. Uh, just spot. like every other piece of technology that I've gotten near the last three weeks has broken down. But I can appreciate this because I played my first like real poker game with people uh, a couple weeks ago. How'd you do? I did good. Um, I, I heard
0: you cleaned out. Uh,
1: <laughs>
0: cleaned out a a a, a fairly well known comedian.
1: I, I I'm not going <laughs> to name names. I think and, you should. And by fairly well, I mean thirty bucks. I mean it was a low stakes. That's
2: more money than but, I, uh, you had when you began.
1: Yes, it, it was. Um, so yeah, I can imagine the thrill of the game and what cards to, you know. I just like down. winning at
2: anything. Yeah. I mean, like there's a, there's a thrill of winning at rock paper scissors. I'm like, eat it! I won. Ha! <laughs> Get inside.
3: Oh!
1: All right. Okay, Jeans poker face will be on. My
0: papa poker face. <laughs> yeah.
1: <pa-pa-pa-pa>. Um. <laughs> so let's take you back. Okay. Palato gotta
2: go back in time wait are
0: we we done with Magic the Gathering
2: yeah I think it's we've said everything we need to say about it
0: alright okay good alright I got a bunch of cards in my garage I want to sell them sell
2: or give to me (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: mm, well you know what there's a lot of land I don't know how much is this is the okay we're We're back on Magic the Gathering (laughs) because this this is a personal thorn in my side I I, I didn't play Magic the Gathering for for a long time after it came out Mm -hmm. because a lot of my friends did and I hated that and I was actually I was out of town this is when I was traveling around a lot um, and then some of my friends we were wintering over in Colorado and we started playing so I would just buy I, I, I pride myself when I have never bought single cards oh
2: good for you so, so you're if, all booster
0: pack all booster packs all, um, all and decks right Um, I've gotten some like singles and like weird things like Magazines, things, right, but,
2: right. But, what but, magazines but, are you getting? I need to get these. Oh, it's
0: long, long time. Like Duelist, a long time ago. Nice.
2: Um,
0: that's the whole Nalathne dragon.
3: Nalathne.
0: <laughs> the Nelathni dragon, but, but so I have a just a shit ton of cards, and and they're all in my garage. But there's, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, they're seventy percent land, so yeah. you just toss those. But but, uh, yeah. the, organizing them and knowing what you have. I mean, it's like, if you're a comic book collector, you probably know what you have. You I'm can sure sort it.
2: by date, or by author, right, or by right, right, artist, right, right, right. or whatever. And you can
0: say, I've got, you know, 150 Spider-Mans, amazing Spider-Mans, from this number to this number, and they're all in basically good condition. As opposed to this, where it's like, i got, got to sort them all. I've got an ass you know, load of magic cards. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and, and, yeah. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to, because I've, I've...
2: A I've, metric crap load of I've, magic I've, cards. I've downloaded
0: some, I've downloaded some little database programs to we'll try and catalog them
2: really but, you can do that oh sure ah, I love you, this there's probably an
3: app for it are you hearing
2: this Katie I don't know what you're talking about you get you can download I don't know it, what, oh that's right you don't about. play magic that's right that's <laughs> it I'm sorry um, definitely not going to eat a burrito and organize my magic deck that's not what's happening right now
0: but yeah so it's, but it, it is kind of like after a while there's data entry involved
3: Yeah, you know, it's like
0: not a fun thing. It's the playing the game is fun, but like trying to organize it. If I want to sell them off, I'm like, oh. Right.
2: Let's pretend like when you leave, I'm not gonna go on the internet and look this up. What would I not look up (laughs) for cataloging (laughs) magic cards? Oh,
0: um, well, the one I have is an old, old one (laughs) I downloaded years ago. It's like Deck Demon and things like that. Deck Demon. Yeah, I could probably. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I Don't laugh look. in the kitchen. You know look. what a deck demon is.
0: I could probably look something. Up.
2: <laughs>
0: um, yeah, uh, but yeah, there's there's tons of that stuff. But it's but it's data entry. Who wants to do that? That's no fun.
2: I, I you know what I find there's something peaceful about data entry to me. Like I love organizing this because yeah. my brain is so I'm so right brained. And so crazy creative that there's, like, a weird OCD. Like, if I can organize something by color, number, something, it, it's mindless and brainless. Mm. It doesn't excite my right brain at all, but it quiets it mm. a little bit. So yeah. if I have 17 projects going on, I'll alphabetize something. Right. You know, or, like, like my, all my DVDs, I collect D-rated, like, camcorder horror movies. Nice. Bad, like, bad.
3: Bad, bad. Not bad. bad, good. No,
2: bad, like, terrible bad. <laughs> right. I love them. And so, um. You yeah, should so, hang out with my mom. Oh, what? You know where I live. Yep. So she, uh, yeah. So she, I live right like,
0: around the corner from, uh, Emerald Nights.
2: Oh, you do? Yeah. Dude, don't <clears it throat> count. But, um, yeah, so I have them all, like, one day I just woke up and I had, like, 17 projects going on and I go, I'm going to alphabetize all my shitty horror movies.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's just, but it was like a sense of accomplishment. Because when you're artistically, when you're an artistic bent, success is sort of like. A, a very airy term because what is, you know, in, in the arts, like, what is success? Like, is it your you know, like, you are happy with what you've done or it's being commercially accepted or like, so there really is no like, yes in it. Like, you can always do bigger or better, but there's an right. end game to all left brain activities, like math science, like, done, done, done. So when I got through, you know, my friends all help me, we got through like 600 titles and it was done. I looked at something with a sense of accomplishment and I was like, Yes. <laughs> and now I'm going to go play Magic. Right. Nice. Yeah, to reward myself.
0: There's like, there's like I, the first thing that I saw was, I just looked this up on the internets, and there's a page that's like, the nine best apps for Magic the Gathering. So you, you'll find, Deck Demon's a million years old, so.
2: Okay, well,
0: thank I you for mean, the rest of right. my day. No, there you
2: planned. are.
0: You. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to have like a Magic the Gathering cataloging session.
2: You said what? If I turn on the TV, it's going to bother you. Uh, low? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, so,
0: uh, anyway, that's, so
1: that's we were,
2: all. So, we, uh, we were mid-time travel.
1: Yes, we're on time travel. I'm going to give a, a condensed version to catch the listener up to where we are now. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're in L.A. Done. Done. Hey. <laughs> well, that's a really... Uh, a brief oh, that's break. extra condensed. But actually, Cal- <laughs> you were born in California. You were born in Beverly Hills.
2: Yeah, I was born in Beverly Hills. How
0: early did you... How old be? were you when you were born? Uh,
2: two or three <laughs> seconds. I mean, I'm sure that I was alive before that, but... I was about nine months old when I was born. <laughs>
0: Fair enough.
1: <laughs> and and when did you uh, when you, when did you and your family come to Phoenix? Go to
3: Phoenix?
2: Uh, we went there when I was about five. Okay. So we, we bopped around a little bit, but yeah, we ended up in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. I was five years old. Right. And yeah.
1: Your dad's from uh, Phoenix. Your mom is not.
2: Pasadena. My dad actually kind of came up in Detroit. He was he was born in Detroit, and then right. sort of grew up there. But then did uh, moved to Phoenix and then started uh, his music career. Right. Right.
1: So, come from a musical and talented family. Um, Look, get, the, get the,
0: the elephant out of the room, dude. Just say it.
2: Yeah. You gotta tell people who he is or Oh, else. yeah. So, Calco's dad, Alice Cooper. <laughs>
0: Mom... You may have heard of Alice Cooper. Mom,
1: Cheryl Cooper, <laughs> choreographer.
2: Yep. She's very big in the Phoenix. Yes. She does a lot of um, philanthropy and... yeah, Does a lot of, like, uh, community outreach... And it's a very snazzy dresser, if I may add, to tack on to the end.
1: Brother Dash. Yep. Bands. Uh, Right now his current project is...
2: Uh, Runaway Phoenix.
1: Runaway Phoenix. Um, I just found out that you have a little sister.
2: I do. I have a little sister named Sonora. Sonora. Who is... Sonora's a good name. Which is insane. She's a little white girl, and she is the most badass hip-hop dancer. She teaches (laughs) hip-hop at 18 to uh, Scottsdale Community. Oh, and nice. it's crazy like I I'm a ballerina by, by nature you know what I mean and so I get mm-hmm. that I get the discipline of it but I remember the first time I went and saw her dance and I mean she would, you know there was all ethnicities up there on stage with their, you know most that are kind of known to be able to move like that but it's like I watched her go and I was like go white girl go white girl go like she was yeah. just like going crazy yeah. video vixen I was like <laughs> okay nice
1: so here's my first question about um about childhood kind of stuff. Because mm-hmm. if you are, and even Eugene, who grew up in Los Angeles but wasn't necessarily, I mean, your mom worked in tangentially to show business. She has worked tangentially. Yes. yes. So, Calico, if you had grown up here, mm-hmm. that would probably not be as big of a deal. Like everybody's, you know, would be working or their parents were involved yeah. somewhere. But you were in Phoenix where. Yeah. Your dad was a substantial celebrity. Um, your dad would have been a big fish in a big pond. Here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's a, a lot of
2: fish in this pond. <laughs> right. But.
1: So what I was most interested in finding out about is because um, I mean, you always get asked the question, what's it like growing up? And yeah. Like, we know like that it was great. We know your family's great. But my question is, how, what was it like dealing with all and jerks that we went to school with, basically? <laughs> like, your dad would come for like a... PTA meeting, or whatever, mm-hmm. or like a parent-teacher thing, Yeah, yeah. Like, kids would flock to look in the windows. I remember that specifically.
2: Yeah, everybody it, would would crowd around and look in the windows just to see, it. and I didn't care that they were looking at him, I just didn't want them to know that I was falling asleep in geometry, you know right, what I mean, which right, is what right. they were telling him. Right. Um. But it was, Uh. I think it was really brave of him to sort of, because it's safe here, because like you said, you know, big fish, big pond, whatever, but I mean, he really, a lot of celebrity parents that I know aren't that brave. They'll take, you know, they get the nannies and they get, and there's nothing wrong with that because when you are working all the time, like when you're an artist, you don't have a punch in clock nine to five, you know, like a lot of times you have to be away and you know, it, it is a big sacrifice and it's really brave to have a big family and a close family. So I think he did the best thing he could do, you know, which was, you know, move to Arizona and we went to public school. Yeah. Um, Went to school with the same kids, you know, from kindergarten all the way to, you know, high school.
1: Yep, including me and yep. including Katie.
2: In and Katie a, who's not organizing her magic cards in the living room. I'm not eating a burrito right now. And, um, she's eating a burrito. Yeah. Eating the,
0: the, <laughs> the Katie
2: update. The Katie update, She is eating a burrito. Um, but, so, yeah, I mean, he would, he was a t-ball coach, you yeah. know, and he, I think he took it with a lot of dignity and grace because... You know, there would be people that would just come to my brother's T-ball games to just stare at him. Yeah. yeah. But he wouldn't give them what they wanted, which, you know, he was just like, he would sit there and, and coach the best of his abilities, not perform, nothing. He was just there to be a T-ball coach.
3: Right.
2: You know, and uh, he would come to my track meets and he was just there to watch me run. Right. You know, and he was really involved. Like, my mom did, um, she's a. Uh, infamous for running the Hopi Variety Show. Yes,
1: that's how I met him. That's
2: how, That's yeah. how I met you. Yes, that's right. And I have the strangest memory of you leaving my house. It's this, the weirdest thing. I remember the MCs. <laughs> he, he was an MC, weren't you? Yes. Yeah, and you came. I was like, am I making this up? And I remember everybody's over at the house. <laughs> well, your
0: story might be better than reality. Yeah, so hey, just, ahead.
2: yeah, pause reality. I'm just going to tell a story. <laughs> no, but he was, uh, I remember everybody's over at the house. We had a pizza party. We watched the, the video and I remember hanging out with you. Yeah. Which is the weirdest thing. And, uh, yeah. Because I, I remember the Brody, other...
0: I picture Brody with the beard.
2: No.
1: Even though I know oh. he didn't have it. He
2: was, the, yeah, he was this little, like, you know, little boy haircut and everything yeah. like that.
1: Little boy haircut. But I this remember... the part I was nervous about.
2: Yeah. The other MCs... We gotta find a picture. The other MCs, I remember they were cool, but, like, they weren't super friendly. And so I remember <laughs> yes. the two of us hung out. And I was like, that's my friend. We're gonna hang yeah. out. So, yeah, and I remember that, and then, um, so anyway, so she's notorious for doing this Hopi Variety Show thing, and, uh...
1: I got my first kiss from a girl at your house.
2: You did? Yes, I did. At my house. At your house. Christy Blair. Christy Blair? Yep. Oh, my goodness. Also, also
1: here, okay. swore me to never tell anybody. Dude, you just broke your vow. Oh, well. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. I kind of think your true. mom put her up to it, actually. I the, the kiss, not the swearing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she saw you two kissing yeah. and was like, "You must tell no
2: one." <laughs> this never will <Windy's>, be the Casa de Cooper ever. So a hex be on you. But so, you Noah, know, uh, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah. No, it was your mom and you were the nicest people. I think to me at that school which is why I left midway through 6th grade to go to Devon yeah it was not I did not have a pleasant grade school experience
2: no I remember everybody was kind of kind of crappy yeah you know what I mean but I remember recognizing that
1: the school was great the the parents were great the talent show was great kids are
2: terrible though the kids were terrible but and I I what did they do to you they just were you know, yeah, it was more...
0: like some sort of S. E. Hinton novel thing. Exactly. Being persecuted. I'm a yeah. pony boy in this scenario. I'm you are, you totally off.
2: but I remember as a kid, I mean I'm not that much younger. Than
0: that. Yeah, by pony boy you mean a person who has a fetish for dressing up like a <laughs> Yeah.
3: Exactly. <laughs> okay. That's my magic it's the gathering. Your handle.
2: <laughs> that's your magic the <laughs> gathering. Everybody has their magic the gathering, uh, that's yours. But um yeah, I remember as a kid recognizing and re- and being like, these people are not being nice to him. And I, could, I couldn't understand why, and so that's why I remember being like, this guy's my friend. Yeah. Because <laughs> I I had a similar experience. I went to Arcadia and had a great time. Everybody right. was cool to me. And
1: we'll explain this. We went to an elementary school that fed into the junior high, that fed into the high school, so there's like a, I mean, I don't know that, that's probably common in a lot of places, but yeah, specifically in our part of town, it was only the one Very high
2: school. Very small. And the one yeah. junior
1: high and the one high school. Yeah,
0: that's pretty common.
2: Okay. Is it okay well you know yeah, our point you, of reference is... if you
0: went to or junior high in Vegas then you would probably be going to Valley High right in, in Vegas
2: right yeah but we had this tiny little school and um, so as we were kind of coming up uh, you know same people whatever and I had a great time I mean I wasn't it was weird like you would figure that I would be like like crazy popular but I, I wasn't involved yeah absolutely I wasn't involved in the school thing like I, I know I had to go mm-hmm. and I liked the kids because they were respectful <laughs> you, you were obliged I was obliged, obliged to basically yeah if I wanted to move to LA and start being an actor I had to get out of it <laughs> so uh, with a piece of paper so, I, uh, yeah, I just you sort of... don't need to do that to your doctor. Well, well, you're forgetting that I have very supportive, but very old-fashioned parents... Yeah, no, you do have to. ...that weren't like, yeah, go to L.A. when you're 16 and have a nice time. They were like, that's funny, where's your diploma? I was like, oh. So, but basically, like, yeah, you know, the school was great, everybody was cool, but I had to take one year and go to a private school. So, I went to a private school for one year, and I went from being like... Super, like you know, well liked and having a nice high school experience. You know, I was in all kinds of like teams and whatever. I go to this private school, and it was like one of those like can't hardly wait movies. Yeah. I showed up, and everybody had gone to grade school all the way up through high school together, and nobody would speak to me.
0: The new girl. Yeah, but it
2: was like I I thought that only existed in like you know like silly teenage novels, yeah. right? I was like, "There's no way that this is really happening." But, but you also have to understand by this point, I'd already gone on four world tours, so I was a full grown adult, right, right, right. And I could not understand why. You know, I showed up at school with my backpack, and I was like, "Hey, you know, let's so, get to work, people." I'm not like really hard to like. <laughs> I mean, like I'm definitely an acquired taste, but so I I showed up and I I was like, "Hey, you know," I'm talking to people in class, and they're like, "Eh," and would just sort of like turn around, and I'm going, "Is it? Am I? What's going? Why?" Like, I'm not, like, horrible to look at, I'm pretty funny, you know, and I was just like, man, so picture me at 15, 16 years old, and I was in the bathroom, eating my lunch with my feet up, so nobody knew I was in there, because nobody would make, not even invite me to sit, because I don't care if you invite me, but they wouldn't make room for me to sit down, I and I was like, th-
0: if were I, I would start throwing elbows.
2: Yeah, I'd be like. I honestly Wait. would start throwing elbows. But I'm I'm a slight woman. <laughs> and, elbows uh, are pointy. Yes, they are.
0: There's a lot of soft targets you can smack people. With
2: exactly. Your elbows. Any anywhere in the jugular area.
0: Yeah, but throat, I mean temple.
2: It was a super great learning experience, and I, you know, I, I try and tell my sister about this too. Cause she had you know the the hard times in high school also, but. I say to anybody that's, you know, got a little sister, a little brother, or themselves, you know, are going through it. It's like, it doesn't matter who you are, and it doesn't matter if you're tall, fat, skinny, short, zits, if you're socially awkward, there is a place where people won't accept you. And I didn't think that place existed, because I, you know, got along with so many people. And this school, there was just, I could not crack any co- I couldn't make any friends. Yeah. And I was really frustrated. How many kids in the school? That school there was about 2000. It was a, oh, very sort of s- a Yeah, it was a very strict Christian school and and man, I back the Christianity like I'm all about it. My parents are are very, you know, Christian and I'm, you know, and myself just trying to find religiously where like where I fit, but that's a great place to be. You know what I mean? Like I'm just trying to figure out what what works for me and what I believe in, but This school I went for academic purposes because I wanted to get into UCLA, and they they didn't offer enough courses at the public school, so I had to take zero hour and after school and all the stuff that they offered. So I go yeah. So the moral of the story is is that like I I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it because I only had to deal with it for one year. Yeah. But I can't imagine kids teenagers that have to get up. Well, first of all, I have to get up. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> but they have
2: to get up and go to school every day knowing that they're just going to feel like crap all day long. And, like, you know, people have their hot-button issues. Mine is bullying. Mm. I didn't realize that I had such a, a hard time with it because I wasn't bullied. I was just yeah. ignored at that one school. Right, right, right. But, you get
0: the cold children. <laughs>
2: but I used to see people get bullied, and it, like, it, it like ignites something in me where I feel terrible for the person getting bullied, but I also feel terrible for the person doing the bullying because how sad and small do you have to feel to make another little kid feel like that? You know what I mean? To Whoa, that's nice um, and healthy. I just took off a really crappy old ring and my whole finger's black. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, how terrible you have to feel? And I remember my little sister, and she'll probably punch me in the nuts I don't have for telling this story, but she, uh, same thing, public school, public yeah. school, went one year to a private school, and I almost couldn't believe her. The story she would come home and tell me, she's like, uh, she immediately fell into the popular crowd. Because her dad's famous. Right. And, but she had no, she's like, they're not, they're dumb. <laughs> she's like, they don't have anything to talk about. And she's like, they think I'm shy. She's not shy. She just didn't have anything to say to them. So she was just quiet, whatever. And then she came home one day in her uniform, covered in green paint. And I lived here. And Because I'm significantly older than she is. And my mom called me. And she doesn't, like, her older brother, my little brother Dash, is, you know, very peaceful, like, Christian man. I mean, he'll bust some skulls if he has to. <laughs> but, you know, like, it's just not as bad. He's not that older brother. I'm that older brother. Nice. Yeah. And so she comes home covered in green paint. My mom says, what happened to you? And she said, this girl that I hang out with, she's the most popular girl in the school, told me that I had to take this The brush water from art that was covered in, all full of green paint and dump it down this girl's back and say that I tripped and fell and dumped it on her back. And she said no. She's like, I'm not doing that.
0: That's ridiculous.
2: Yeah, and she's like, oh you'll do it. And she's like, no, I won't. And she's like, Sonora, she's like you are, you know, such a pussy and such a blah 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 blah. And just called her all these names and she's like, okay, cool. I'm still not doing it. You know what I mean? And so she goes okay and then seemingly forgot about it and at the end of class the girl was walking up front tripped and spilled it all over her shoulder all down the front of her co- oh, costume what is a costume but all down <laughs> the in front costume. of her her uniform and she I, I, I can't describe to you how angry i was so i came home four days later because i had to be home for something and at the time i was dating this guy who is sleeve tattoos, pierced up like <laughs> not scary looking but big you know right. big and gnarly and he has a twin brother that looks just like him <laughs> so the two of the, with tats as huh? well,
0: with tats as
1: well
2: oh yeah he's a tattoo did artist do they, get,
1: it, it, did it, they it. get the same tats
2: because that's no. like
1: it's the cousins a, on breaking bad right. <laughs> like, yeah
2: totally but yeah these, these twins so i take the twins we go back to arizona and they go guys you do me a favor and they're like yeah and i go the three of us are going to put on our most metal militia, like, scary-looking clothes and go to the school and pick her up. And so we went four days later, and I showed up at school, and I, you know, drove my dad's Mustang. We pulled up, we get out of the car, and we looked like hell on wheels. <laughs> and we got out, and I remember, because Sonora showed me a picture of this girl, and so, like, she kind of, like, walked over to the car, and I was like, okay, just kind. I was like, tell me, which, which girl is it? Which girl is it? And so she goes, right there with the long hair. And so I turned and I looked at her and I just stared at her. And we just stared and stared and stared. And the, the twins were staring at her. And she's like rolling her eyes like, oh, my God, these crazy people. And I go, hey. And she's like, what? And I go, what's your name? And she tells me your name. And I was like, you ever touch my sister again? I was like, I'll tear your head off your body. And she was like. Oh. And so I was like pretending to calm me down. She's like, no, no, go, go no. But she's smiling from ear to ear. I'm like, yeah, that's right. I was like, I don't even need my tattooed twins. I'll do it myself. <laughs> and then I got in the car, and we're a bunch of girls. Like we get in the car, we're like ah, oh that's crazy! We totally scared that little girl. <laughs> it's really good, good about myself. Yeah. It's always
0: good to scare small children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
2: love it. But the I just I don't get it. I've seen so many TV shows, twenty twenty, all that stuff about how kids are killing themselves. Yeah, yeah. Over bullying, and, and thank God my parents raised us with such a great sense of, um, you know, of. of self mm-hmm. that we didn't really really feel like anybody else you know anybody else's attention or affection or you're cool or not cool like that didn't really affect me as much as I saw it affect other people. Yeah,
0: I think that's the problem. I think when you buy into the fact that you you have to be validated by other people is when you start having real problems.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that I think our problem because I was just thinking about it because I didn't have I moved around a lot when I was growing up, which I think actually helped in some ways because if I couldn't find friends wherever I was, I I that never happened. I right. always found two or three people to hang yeah. out with, you know, and and a lot of them are still friends of mine today, but. I think it's that the difference has to be that you're you're validating yourself through other people and that we get all these messages now from TV that you know it only counts what other people think and your yeah. appearance counts and all this other BS because things were shitty when I was going through school I mean and things were way worse I think in a lot of like cruelty seemed more cruel but I don't know it just didn't seem to I don't remember any kids killing themselves or shooting a bunch of people or stabbing people yeah
2: you'd go home and put I mean, all fights. Buggy out but, yeah,
0: yeah, we yeah. have fights and stuff, but you know, nobody pulled a gun on anybody or tried to blow the school up or do anything
1: no. Because like that, that stuff
2: you only saw on TV. Like you don't really do that. But yeah. we weren't delusional, you know. Yeah, because yeah, we were
1: we were the generation Calico and I, right before
0: Columbine.
2: Right. Yeah, so. like that wasn't even a, a blip on the radar. Like that can't happen.
0: Yeah, nobody thought that that would that would happen.
2: Like there was no way to describe that guy in your class that, you know, in Phoenix, Arizona in 115 degree weather was wearing a leather duster right? and like sunglasses and right. like a beanie and we were just like that's a weird guy like we couldn't be like that's columbine yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. so right. we didn't have that word to use I was like oh, that's creepy McGee over there <laughs> that's you know, the guy who's
0: always at the nurse's office for the he's
2: bummed out right now it's
3: 115 degrees
0: out
2: yeah, and I just went to my high school reunion and it's so for the 10 year
1: now, our 10 year reunion was like at a Macayo's or something
2: was it ours? Was at um, I guess somebody had access to like a country club sort of, you know, the the little meeting the meeting hall in the entranceway.
3: Yeah.
2: So we went, and it's so crazy because everybody just looks like parodies of themselves. Yeah. You know, like if like they all look like we looked in high school, like but just with blazers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's so weird, <laughs> and like yeah, a couple wrinkles, maybe like a couple gray hairs, but like it's so bizarre. And I, my thirty. As opposed to other people's study, like I, I live a joyful mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean. I'm still very childlike, and right. you know. But I mean, I, I have the responsibilities of an adult and everything like that. But I also choose to not partake in like the whole like, oh, I'm gonna pull my hair out over this. You know what I mean? It's just like it's just like it was in high school. Life right. is a giant high school. You're just like, oh, that sucks. There's still gossip. There's oh, still totally ca- yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. totally. See, even though you just said that, it's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's true. Totally, it's absolutely.
0: True.
1: No,
2: it is. And even in the workplace, it's, like, gossip mills and...
1: Even Calco in the podcast little mini-universe, there's gossip.
2: Yeah. I love it. Dude, Brody <laughs>
0: totally wants to fight another podcaster. Yeah. He's totally going to meet him outside school. Don't going <laughs> to meet you up by the bike racks.
2: Yeah, meet me behind the rainbow room. I'm going yeah. Sheesh. But, um, yeah, but, but it is like that. And uh, uh, what was I talking about? I was looking at a reunion magic card. In oh, yeah, the reunion. So <laughs> there was people that, like... We're so wasted. And, like, I tried to keep it classy, San Diego, and, like, you know, I'm not sure how I did, but I, how'd I do? Uh, I think we did awesome. Yeah. Oh, by the way, everyone thought we were gay. Yeah. It was the funniest thing, because everyone else is married with kids. Right, right. And so do you I... have two dogs? Yeah, because I live with my friend, and we rescued two dogs together, so therefore... I
0: think that technically makes you lesbian.
2: I, it does. We are the yeah. lesbos.
0: Do Um, either of you have a pickup truck or a Subaru? No. No. Oh, well, all right
3: then. We're
2: just shy. So two out of three. Oh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We meet all the other criteria. But, uh, so, yeah, everybody else had, like, you know, their boyfriends or husbands with them and it just so happened that at the time, I was recently single, she was recently single, and we lived together, so we're like, why don't we just go? Yeah. So you could tell everybody's questions were bent towards us right. in quotes. Right, right, right. You're like, so you guys, how are you? They're like you live together? And we're like, yeah but like oh god so then
0: your so then your defensive nature about yeah. the relationship and it's like then probably Dothat sealed the deal probably sealed, sealed the deal it did Well, wow, they're kind of like mean lesbians
2: yeah bad agro lesbians and I and, but yeah some people were great people I didn't talk to really in high school not because I didn't like them I just didn't have an opportunity yeah
1: and then you get to talk to them at the reunion and they're great yeah, people and, absolutely. and I
2: just thought of the comedy of the groupings because nobody hung out with the people they hung out with in high school right. like, the people talking was like Some girl that, like, smoked a bunch of weed in high school, and me and Katie, and then, like, this guy that was a track star, and then, you know, one of the girls on the math team, and then, like, you know, like, queen popularity. We're all together, we're like, did you see the new Mortal Kombat movie? It was awesome! You know what I mean? Like, It's the stuff you talk about and have in common. It's just, yeah, it was a really awesome experience to see everyone... And their adultness,
0: yeah, right. People grown up, but that's that's the thing. It was I, I I honestly I I did not go to my ten year and I did not go to my twenty year, which was a couple of years ago. I say,
2: go. he's really old. She's really old. Yeah, no, I say, just go. Say it it's such a great. You <laughs> I think do you'll feel hate very
0: it. very old, though. I oh, do. Yeah, I do. Don't feel old. This last trip to Vegas made me feel old. Yeah, yeah.
2: I just turned thirty, and I can't deal with it. I went to Vegas with my mother. And a couple of my friends, and she could stay up later than I could. Yeah, like I was done after like you know. Well, I didn't
0: stay up late. No, there was other reasons.
1: No. Oh, and Gina, I make fun. I'm I'm at like 15 years since I graduated, so I'm right by. I'm right, right, right behind you. Right. If you're old, I'm old. Yes.
2: God, you guys are old.
1: <laughs> are old, dude. Two more memories that I have uh, before we move out of Phoenix. I remember at that party. Something you said to me now reminded me of as far as like dealing with people and messing with people. You had a skull, and you you might have been kidding, you might not have been, but I just remember this horrified face on this girl as you're explaining, like, yeah, cookies in there, throw your keys in there, whatever.
2: The monk skull. Yeah, <laughs> my parents have this like this, and I want it. They can't find it. It's it it's a, I want to say Peruvian monk skull. And it, it's this skull that's been decorated, and, and they're really expensive. Like, I just yeah. saw one at the Museum of Death because I was just there for I Valentine's still need to Day. Go too. Oh, that's
0: a great
1: date. Um, I
2: know, right? For reals. So, yeah, this guy took me to the Museum of Death, and I was you like, You
0: guys are trying too hard.
2: <laughs> you were, yeah. But, but when the guy took me there, he's like, My friend said this was a really bad idea for a Valentine's <laughs> Day. And I was like, Well, I didn't see it coming, so I guess it's cool. <laughs> but yeah, we went, and um, I saw these Peruvian monk skulls, and they're all decorated with silver, and then the, the skull's cut off, so right. you open the top.
3: Right.
2: And, like, I'm sure that that's very disrespectful to put stuff in there that doesn't belong in there, but my dad used to throw his keys in there the like, change. Give, the
0: monks don't give a crap.
2: Yeah, it's, they're not there anymore.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I just want to know, with those kind of things... What do you think the percentage is of people who said, you know what we uh, yeah. <laughs> put in there? Our I, weed. Yeah, put your weed in I bet in it's weed. over
2: 80%. I would hope. Over 80% of people who looked at
0: those would say, oh, that would be a dude, great place to stash our weed. weed.
2: <laughs> Peruvian monk weed. <laughs> but yeah, so do you, I, do you remember that? Yeah, I do,
1: I remember that specifically. I,
2: I think it's in my, my genetics to... I have a shock value yeah. in my <laughs> jeans, and especially as a little girl, when people are over, I was like, oh, you want to see the skull that I have? Like, I'm still that way. <laughs> okay, like, look what my head can
1: do. Yes. <laughs> and then, um, obligatory question that, um, only, like, the Phoenix people listening will appreciate. Galco Cooper, favorite Wallace and Ladmo memory?
2: Oh, God, when my Girl Scout troop went, we all went to Wallace and Ladmo, and, I remember my dad came with us mm-hmm. as a chaperone, cause like I said, you know, he right. was just, like, guy that, you know, wanted to be just, like, normal dad guy. Yeah,
1: and for you uninitiated, uh, every town has, like, their Bozo the Clown or, you know, children's show. Right. And ours was Wallace and Ladmo, and it was, like, brilliantly written. Brilliantly written. Great cartoons, funny characters.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, the characters are so great, and it was just, like, an institution. I've been around for so many years. My like, dad watched it mm-hmm. when he was young, you know, and so he got to take his daughter and her Girl Scout troop to Wallace and Ladmo, and they obviously rigged it up, but it was so... I I remember my heart exploding out of my chest. (laughs) They went to go reach in the hat for who got the Ladmo bag, and for those of you who don't know, Ladmo bag is a grocery bag that says Ladmo bag on the front of it, and it was filled with, like, dollar store, like, toys, candy, but, like, you just... You didn't know what was in it! It was so exciting! And so (laughs) he reached in, and, like, Wallace would pull it out, and he goes... All right, he's like, row 10, seat 5. And so, like, you can find this on YouTube, by the way. Yeah. And he, like, goes, and, my, and they're, like, looking right. around, and they go, row 10, seat 5, it's Alice Cooper. And my dad gets up like a little kid and takes the bag and is like, ah! <laughs> and I remember not knowing it was rigged. <laughs> right. I did not know it was rigged. And I thought... I've never looked at him as such a hero right. I'm, I'm like you won the lagmo bag it's, and I
1: say this with no hyperbole and honor not unlike the Nobel Prize
2: yeah oh no it to the Phoenicians. it absolutely was yeah. and I just like I was reverent of my father for the rest of the day and I was like can I look in your Ladmo bag? <laughs> and he's like, yep, yeah, but all that candy and the toys are mine. All of them. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I, I don't want them. I just want to see the wonders of the I universe. Wish, that I want are to in be there.
0: in the presence of the Ladmo bag. Yeah,
2: and he put it up. I remember it was up on a counter where I couldn't reach and I was just to <laughs> stare at it and be like, It's in my house. It was like the cup of Christ in (laughs) my house.
3: He didn't have
0: like a special niche created with me. No yeah. It was next to to the Peruvian
2: monk skull on the thing. But I just look at it and then like every now and then he'd reach out and like take out a toy or a candy and he's like, Do you want some of this? I'm like, Oh (laughs) (laughs) I will be partake this is my body. I am the Ladmo bag.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The body of Ladmo bag.
2: (laughs) The body of Ladmo. Those who eat from (laughs) me will be forever sugar stoned. But yeah, so that was my favorite Wallace and Ladmo memory, and it's immortalized on YouTube. And I, somebody sent it to me as just you know sort of like oh ha, look at your dad's on Wallace and Ladmo, and I didn't real I don't remember. Yeah. And I remembered the post. I like I remembered having the lab back but I didn't remember the actual moment. And then I saw, and I could see my little feet, and I'm sitting next yeah. to my mom. My feet are swinging. My whole Girl Scout troop sitting there. And I was like, <laughs> it's little me. Yeah was awesome, <laughs> totally awesome. And I didn't care that my dad was a rock star. But let me tell you something: when we left the Wallace and Ladmo show, I was so proud to be walking by him. I'm like, "That's my dad who won the Ladmo bag. Yes. My dad, not yours." So
0: that was when your dad was a rock star.
2: Dude. Yeah, to me that, that was, was like, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't care about any of that other stuff, and I was like Ladmo winner. What's up now? <laughs>
0: Definitely. <laughs> That's kind of awesome.
1: Yes. So. You start uh, dancing. You start uh, scholarships and and studying. And at um, dude, I just uh, hang on a second. I
0: got to interrupt you. Yes, you are like James Lipton right now. I know. That's what I aim for. But on you, This show.
1: He's uh,
2: got. He's got to like lean back and be forced. Like you. So started dancing. you started dancing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry. I didn't realize you were going for the Lipton. I just had a moment. Caldo Cooper. <laughs> at the Stella Adler School of Acting.
1: Now that's a little more hourglass. Yeah, it totally yeah. was more the, hourglass. The, the voice was. But anyway, tell me about Stella Adler.
2: Um, went to Stella Adler, uh, started the program there because I really didn't know what to do. I mean, like I did not want to come out here and sort of ride the coattails of my dad's fame because I did. If I wanted to be a musician, I think I probably would have cashed in on that a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But it's just something that. Well, I, th-
0: I think. I think if you'd been a musician, you probably would have inadvertently, even even if you tried not to, it would be really hard
3: yeah, to yeah, not yeah. to. Yeah.
0: You and, certainly would be moving in different circles,
3: right? Exactly. And you had already at this point
0: been performing
1: in the stage show, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I was. Uh, started when I was sixteen. I moved out here when I was eighteen. So I just it wasn't for me. I love the performing aspect, but I came out here and. I literally did not know what to do. I knew I didn't want to be famous. I wanted to be great. And so I asked around, and I was like... And nobody understood what I was talking about. I was like, I want to be a great actor. Like, great. And I go, so where do I go? Everybody goes, oh, well, you know, talk to this agent and that agent. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to train I want to be fantastic at what I do. I want to learn
0: the craft of acting. Yeah,
2: the craft of acting. And people were like, why would you bother with that? You're a famous famous dad. And I was like, because. Well, you came to
0: Hollywood and you didn't go to New
2: York. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I wanted to be train-trained. So people said, you know, a really legit school is a Stella Adler school. And it was great. And I went and I trained there for a couple of years. But it turns out that it was sort of a school for somebody who wakes up one day and is like, I hate being a lawyer. I want to be an actor. And they really train you from the bottom up, like how to speak from your diaphragm, how to command an audience. like. And these are all things that I was born genetically right. that I knew. Right. So I was like, okay, I don't need this so much as I need scene study. So I got hooked up with the premier, one of the premier acting coaches in Los Angeles. She wrote a book called uh, The Power of the Actor, this lady Ivana Chubbuck. And she's a, a psychologist, and you know, human behavior expert. And she really gets the the twisted nature of what we do—not even evil, but like her, her method is—you know, basically compressed—is it's always about winning. And she's like, and in a scene, you want to win. And she's like, that's why you hate movies where, like, let's say a woman is a victim in the movie, and she's playing the victim, and she's like, oh, God, I'm never going to get out of here. She's like, the person you like is shackled up, and you know they're going to die, and they're still like, no, I'm living, you know what I mean? Right. She coached um, some crazy amount of Academy Award-winning uh, performances. Like, she did Halle Berry and Monsters Ball. And if you notice, the whole movie, she never plays a victim. Ever. Mm -hmm. Even when she finds out that, you know, that the guy was responsible for her husband's death, she never, she accepts it and feels it and then moves on.
3: Right, right, right.
2: You know what I mean? Because that's what we do in real life. Like, we don't wallow in our own misery. We may have a pity party for a couple of minutes, but people that are successful. we might not. We. You
1: you guys didn't know me in 2005, but anyway. Right.
2: That was, well, you can have a pity year. It's fine. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, people that we respect and that are successful play to win. And she's like, you get to win in situations when you're putting up scenes that you lost in real life. So if your objective is uh, uh, to get my power back, I would be looking at you in this scene and thinking, so my my through line of thought is, you're going to give me back the power that you took from me. So every line I say, it's not about being mean, like, so, blah, blah, blah. Like, you have tactics the way Mm -hmm. that you do it. So, you know, if you laugh at my jokes, I get my power back. You know what I mean? If you say something nice to me, I'm getting my power back, but I have to do stuff to make you do that. And so that's why she takes stage direction out. If it's like, he walks, she blah, he this, she that, it's only what you would do to make that person give you what you want. So if it's to get you to love me, if I drop my keys, I'm not going to like pick them up real quick. I'm going to take my time and bend over and pick up those keys. You know what I mean? So everything is, is and you stay super connected that way. So... Long story longer, I get hooked up, and I think I'm this, like, genius actor. I'm like, oh, I went through the Stella Adler program, blah, blah, blah. And and I thought I was great. And so I go to her school, and everybody has this reverence for her because she tears you new assholes. Like, I went and I audited the class, and I was like, I don't want to do this. Because she's not mean for mean's sake. She's mean to make you do things, to, to shake you out of your, everything's fine, everything's fine. She's like, the death of an actor is when you start becoming an adult. When everything is fine and compartmentalized and there's no problems. She's like, you need to approach every scene. How would a five-year-old get you to give them what they want? Think about girls that you think are endearing. The reason they're endearing is it's like, no! You know, and you <laughs> act like a child and you stomp and you do that kind of thing. But they get what they want. Right. And I'm envious of them until I get into our class and I realize that I can, I can use this as well. So the more that you act like a child, the more people like you and they want to do things for you. Not, not childish, but the heart of a child, right. the, the tactics of a child. You know, like if in a scene I'm pouring a drink and I want you to come and comfort me, you know, I can pour it and have all that stuff going on in my head. But if I'm slumped over and giving you that you didn't buy me something at Target look... then you're going to want to come over and be like, what's wrong, you know?
0: (laughs) Though you're withholding the Ladmo bag. Yeah, you put the (laughs) Ladmo
2: bag too high for me to get, look. But, um, yeah, so her technique is genius. And I go and I see the first class, and she rips these two people like new assholes. And I left, and I was like, oh? Like, I was terrified.
3: Yeah.
2: And so and she seemed like this you know, this character like somebody that I was just like oh she could make lightning come down from the skies but she's not mean for mean sake and that's right, the right. worst part is she's saying stuff that's so true and so damaging but for a reason so now you're 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 recognizing that that's something that's true about yourself and you gotta go home and deal with it right you know and so I go and I, I I audit the class I come into her and I got my resume with my little sag after a little stamp on it because I'm so <laughs> successful. <laughs> and I sit down and she won't look me in the face. She's behind her desk and it's just her job at this point. I'm not going into she's a master class. Right. I'm not going into master class. she's like, oh, you're sagging after. I was like, uh, y- yes. And I was trying to be funny and it's like scene objective to get you to like me. So I was like, yeah. trying to be funny like I'm on top of this. She didn't even look me in the face. She was like, well, I can't put you in beginner because you have all these uh, credits so uh, intermediate. Cool uh, Tuesday night work for you. I was like, yeah. And so I went through intermediate, advanced, and about a year and a half ago, I got into her master class, got to know her as a human being, the coolest, (laughs) most open, not open, like, you know, people tell you too much. Right. She has these stories about growing up and about like, you know, her life, whatever like that, that are so intense, but she's very open about it. So she's like, um, you know, my mother, I didn't realize when I was a kid was very abusive. And so she'll tell stories, and she's just like, but that was my reality. I didn't know. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I used to spend all my time at the neighbor's house and not know why I didn't want to go home. I didn't get it. You know, and then she's like, and my younger brother is mentally retarded, and this is how he deals with things. And she's like, he gets what he wants because he knows that people give him what he wants if he plays up his retardation. Right. right. And she's like, and we all do it. All of us do it. She's like, we know what our, what our crutch is, and we go, oh, oh like, you know, And she's like, but you're doing it with the objective of, I I want you to help me. I want you to like me. I want you to, you know, whatever. So she's got this command of the human psyche that is bleeding onto me. And after a year and a half, when I do scene work now, when I listen to people talk, I'm like, you're trying to get me to like you. (laughs) And I'm like, you're trying to get me to do whatever it is. And, um, yeah, so happy about the, you know, being in this class and, uh. I find that it bleeds into real life because now I get what I want yeah
1: I, I just was imagining like it's not I'm gonna have to have this on my brain now if you have, have a chance
2: out. it's really interesting read her book it, it's like basically if I were to retitle it it'd be like how to control people mm. you know what I mean <laughs>
0: the puppet master yeah
2: the puppet master part duh by Ivana Chubik. but she's yeah she can oh, she said something to me that you can't unknow and I'm gonna ruin all of your listeners brains figuring out <laughs> Um,
0: With my heartbreaks, <laughs> I'm sticking my fingers in my ears.
3: <laughs> la, la la la
2: la I'll tell you something else that'll blow your mind in a minute, but um, she says that there is a dynamic of competition in any relationship—friend, uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, Girl lover. lover, mother, daughter—you know, any relationship—and once that competition dies, there is no relationship. Yeah, and she's and so she's like, watch for it next time you're talking to your best friend, and I was like, okay. So I'm sitting on the balcony with my friend Tiffany, and I was like, oh man, like I'm so sore from you know this workout, and she's like, yeah, I was on. She's a circus performer. She's like, I was on the hoop for like three hours today. And my arms are killing me, and I'm like, yeah, and I have a headache. And I was like, I'm competing with her for who's in more pain. <laughs> right. yep. And then I was talking to my mom, and she's like, oh, I went to church, and I had this you know great day. I really like. Feel like I learned something, and I was like, I just read this book for this theologist, and blah blah blah. I'm like, I'm competing with my mother for who knows more about God. And watch it happen. And it's very slight, but once you realize it, it becomes comical. But you you tend not to tell people about it because you don't wanna
0: This is why Buddhist monks are really fucking boring. Yeah. <laughs> New no friends. No friends.
2: But that's but it's it's connecting in a in a yeah. human way and She's like, once that competition dies, blush. think about the last relationship that you had that failed. Friendship, lovership, whatever it is. (laughs) It's because they're going, no, 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 no. And you go, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like you stop caring about, you know that even if you hate each other, you're engaged in this fight. You want to fight back because it's a something. When it's a nothing, you go, yeah, okay, I'm sorry.
0: Or the competition can be outside of a simple, you know. A, a versus B right, could be fighting of the for the relationship or oh, whatever. Absolutely. It's, but if there's a struggle and I could, no, I totally get
3: that.
2: Even in the dishes, it's like, you know, if if the wife does the dishes, you know, the husband fixes both cars but it's an unspoken thing but it's like, I do the dishes, yeah, I got both cars fixed. And it's like the littlest thing <laughs> right? but yeah. it's there, it's totally there and when the competition dies, there is no relationship. So I've learned so much about human nature through studying with her. It's almost like I'm getting a psychology degree and becoming a great actor, you know, and yeah. if I'm in a scene with somebody, you know, or in an audition, people bring themselves into roles, you know, even if they're terrible actors, they are who they are, yeah. right. you know, and so if,
0: especially if they're terrible, actors,
2: especially they're more themselves in it. Yeah. So if I get a script and we're reading through a scene and, and the person could care less, I'm not going to still read it. Like I'm supposed to read it. Right. I'm reading it like there's a person in front of me who give a crap about talking to me. You know, <laughs> so then you're like, but it's a totally different scene. Yeah. You know, if it's like, hi, how are you? Great. Wow, this is where we're on a blind date. If somebody's like overly zealous, I'm going to be like, geez, this guy's weird and react that yeah. way. If the person naturally is kind of distracted, I'm going to be like, oh, God, I'm not pretty enough or uh, he did not what he expected. And so it's a billion different scenes with the same words. Sure. Yeah. So well, that's a good actor and a great actor.
1: Yeah, By the way, I, ever since you said the word psychology degree, I've just been afraid as far as... Because my wife is studying for a psychology degree, and now I, I realize it's going to be a roadmap how to pick me up.
2: Read this book. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Tell her to read this book because it's well, it, it's a real yeah, yeah, window. No, it's it's, it's into, awesome. But it's not like nice psychology. Like, In order to make people happy, do this. It It tells you why you lie and yeah. why you are we seductive. We lie because it's
3: awesome. <laughs> it's awesome.
2: It makes us better than we are. Um,
1: uh, is she getting her bachelors? Uh, yeah. Right now she's at the level where she's oh. trying to pursue her bachelors. In so America. if
0: she's going to get her masters in it, then then she'll probably be doing her, her thesis on you <laughs> and, and, and all of the different psychological torture she's going to put
2: you through. I don't know. My buddy here, Nicole, she's a therapist and uh, she doesn't uh, Hi, she Nicole. not guys. Try and put a hurt on me. She just listens to me talk But she about, can,
1: or you don't think she is. Think
2: well, she a therapist voice. It comes out every once in a while. Katie told me to put it away last night. She told you to <laughs> put, put like, your therapist. Put away my... that therapist voice, there, lady. lady. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you're trying to say. Oh no. Oh no. She was like, um, so it seems like you're a little upset or something like that. I was like, um, maybe we just don't uh, bring that back in. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that. You act like a normal human being. It's like. If so, we don't have any more lines, <laughs> you have more behind it than that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a pencil is just a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: uh, yeah. So you're screwed, Brody. Is really
3: <laughs> bottom
1: line, you're screwed. <laughs> I think we established that long ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so uh, we're at your house uh, in part because it would have been harder for you to come to the studio today because your ankle.
2: It is. It is. I'm boned.
1: What did you do to yourself?
2: Okay. Don't laugh. We're going to laugh. Okay.
1: I think that's one of the big goals on this show is to make sure nobody laughs. Yeah.
0: Well, we do it well.
2: Yes. And
0: consistently.
2: (laughs) And how. (laughs) But um, I do parkour. The thing where you, like, jump from building top to building top. and Yeah. And I was just brought to my attention that apparently one of the funniest episodes of The Office is where they decide to do parkour in The Office, and they're like, ass sliding over the desk and like pushing the chair, and the guy gets on his hands and donkey kicks the bathroom door open <laughs> like so i'm taking parkour at the la school of gymnastics and uh, i was getting really good at it like really really good and uh like taking these like crazy death-defying leaps and landing them and i was like i'm a ninja and um <laughs> secretly i'll be honest with you guys like you every time i would run at the wall, and do this thing called a tic-tac, which is where you run up on the side of the wall, right, right. secretly in the back of my is head. Is that what it's called? Yeah. I'm good. You're glad you know now.
0: No, I, well, because we used to do that all oh, the time. Oh, yeah. yeah you know before I
2: mean. it was parked, before it was cool.
0: Yeah, when it was called running from the cops.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: using the wall <laughs> to get the hell out of there. But um, I secretly in the back of my head have that techno theme song for Mortal Kombat in my head. It's like, <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Excellent. <lebrounded> <groans> <ontec> So, well, that end, you
0: can shoot fire from your
2: hands. Right. And so I, um, I was running up, and this guy, the parkour guy, was like, you know, you, you can really start pushing yourself. He's like, you've got a natural talent for this. And I was like, awesome. So, because I'm like <laughs> 7 million feet long and about like 2 centimeters wide. And you were a dancer. Yeah, and as, so I could use those, those jumps and stuff, and I also get a rush out of being like, I don't know if I'm going to make this. So the guy kept taking the launch pad farther and farther back, and I would jump off the launch pad and then you have to precision jump not like crash into the wall you jump up on this like four foot uh, block from the crash pad like, and you jump through the air and then land on this block but you can't hit the wall and you obviously, you know, whatever so it's going back and back like five feet, six feet, seven feet at about eight feet he does it and he doesn't even jump on the the launch pad he jumps over the launch pad and precision lands on the thing so apparently I can do that too so I do it, and I land it once. And I was like, hell yeah. Go back around, jump the second time, and I didn't get enough speed. And I jumped, and I, I barely missed the the landing, but just so much that my foot uh. came down right in front of it and just goes crack and twisted over to the side. And I saw white, uh-huh. and my face like, went colorless my oh, lips yeah. went colorless and i went into shock
0: instant shock yeah that's because not, i i no
2: like broke my own ankle oh yeah and i was like
0: so you just sheared it on that just walk. yeah nice. and so good i went work.
2: completely white and started walking just walking because i didn't feel any pain yet and i was just uh-huh. walking walking i'm like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but you can tell in the mirror that i'm butt white you're
0: not yeah. fine
2: yeah and so <laughs> not was, in the least i sat down as calmly as you please i was like ice twisted my i certain things like, i think i twisted my ankle and they were like oh yeah so I'm putting the ice on it, and my whole body is shaking, and I'm like, I broke my ankle, I broke my ankle, I broke my ankle. I was like, how am I gonna get home? What am I gonna do when I get home? So I, uh, yeah, threw ice on it, got home.
0: uh oh, so you went home on it? Oh yeah! Holy moly! You know,
2: two days. I didn't do anything about it until finally, Katie... That's ridiculous. I just thought it was a twisted ankle. It was fine. It was
0: fine. <laughs> oh, no way. Man.
2: So she unwrapped it, and it was jet black uh-huh. and green and blue. And she, I didn't even see it. I wouldn't look at it because it was so bad, and I knew something was wronger yeah, yeah, than I was yeah. believing. Yeah. So she unwrapped it, and she looked at it, and she's like, okay, um, we're going to go to the ER. And I was like, what? Why? And she's like, we're going to go to the ER. And I was like, okay. So we packed it up. Katie, Nicole, me, and my brother's wife. <laughs> nice. We were watching uh, Flavor of Love. So we pull it all together, and we're like, all right, here we go. Go to the <laughs> ER, and I freak out. I hate doctors. Yeah. I hate the ER. I can't even stand going in for, like, you know, sinus infections. Like, yeah. somehow in my brain, you were going to try and give me surgery. Right. So I'm crying like a baby. I'm like, oh, my God, and we get there and blah, blah, blah. And my friends keep going, Well, you know what? At least you're going to get some great painkillers. Uh-huh. You're going to get painkillers. And I was like, Okay, I can pull it together for that. You know what I mean? And so I get there. The guy pokes and prods and x rays and he goes, It's really swollen. Pause. In the medical advancements we've had in this century, like nanobots and things like that, you're trying to tell me. I don't think we have
0: nanobots.
2: That you know about. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know some people who know some people who may or may not have created nanobots already. But, um, but I know a lot of people. But so, I, uh, I go in there, and the guy goes, oh, yeah, you know, it's really swollen, and, uh, you know, I don't see a break And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Apparently, uh, x-ray can't see through swelling?
0: Ah. Well, I think, well, I think part of it is, is if, if the, one of the reasons you have swelling is to hold stuff together. together. So I think it it may very well be that you and can't see the break clearly if things are. You basically take a broken pencil and you shove it together. You can't see, so the, you break. Can't see the break. Right, right.
2: and so well, that would make a lot of sense because the more the swelling goes down, the more I'm like, oh shit, because yeah, things know I mean? are actually
0: grinding it together. It sucks.
2: Yeah. So he looks, he goes, I, it's so swollen. He's like, but I, I can't see a break, and it and I said, but even if it is broken. We can't hard cast it. It's not going to do you any good. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, if it was your foot, that's one thing. He's like, but it's the ankle. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, you know, whatever. So I get this air cast to get all this other stuff going. And uh, he goes, okay. And I'm like, well, here's the good part, right? I'm going to get this prescription for some awesome painkillers. So he writes out the script and gives it to me. He's like, well, here's 50, 800 milligram ibuprofen. Yeah, because I'm a drug dealer, dude. You
3: know, <laughs> a,
2: you can tell people... If it's on a
0: physical piece of paper, it's a script.
2: Yeah, yeah it's a script, yeah. One of those things, Drew. That I've never said script before in my life <laughs> until right now. Um, but the deal is, is they, uh, he writes out this prescription. Thank you. Yes, And um, a prescription because you're not getting scripts. Because I'm not getting scripts. And you can also tell people... Take a lot of pills because they don't say take pills; they say eat pills. <laughs> right,
0: right. That's how you tell if your now. friend
2: is a drug addict or not. They're like, yeah, I, I ate, ate a
0: bunch of pills today. I
2: ate some Vicodin. You are like, would you put like garlic salt on it? I don't understand. <laughs> oh well, so, no,
3: Vicodin.
2: No, oh no, 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 never. Only on, per- only on Percocet. <laughs> <laughs> but so they uh, uh, they give me these these eight hundred milligram whatever's and I was like, I don't want to straight up be like, yo, this is gonna hurt a little more than eight hundred milligram aspirin. Yeah.
0: Right. And I'm not doing drug-seeking behavior by making my exactly, own ankle swollen to five times size. Exactly,
2: exactly. But I still felt a bit, a bit lecherous and a bit druggy about asking. But I was like, you know what? I gotta ask. So I was like, um, what happens hypothetically if I go home and this doesn't kill the pain? <laughs> kill pain. Get it? Like that's the root right. word.
0: The painkillers. Yeah.
2: And he's like, oh, well, um, you'd have to call your doctor. He's like, I'm just. Uh, uh, Intern, he's like, I can't prescribe, Ryan. you know, narcotics, yeah. and I was like, why the hell am I here? <laughs> Basically, you just told me that my ankles hurt, and here's some aspirin. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I knew that before I came here, yeah. but I did feel better. And in you could have,
0: and you could have taken, you know, four regular strength ibuprofen. Exactly, but it didn't
2: cost me anything. I have good insurance, whatever. But so I called my doctor, and she's so cool. I was like, listen. I busted myself bad, and I was like, I just need, and I asked for the minimal amount. I was like, like five days worth of something. I don't care what it is, because I legitimately wanted right. it for pain reasons. Yeah. And so she goes, okay, no problem. You know, she's like, but I'm going to need you to bring your x-rays just so I can see, you know, that you went to the doctor and everything like that. I go, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. Actually, they're right there. And I go, I yeah. I saw a
0: radiology, yeah. radiology yeah. department.
2: Nope. I have one of those in the basement, the radiology department. <laughs> but um, it's right next to my magic table.
0: You can x-ray the uh, monk's skull to see the yeah, water yes, yeah, it's the weed that's in there. And the
2: factory. There's <laughs> a lot going on here in Echo Park. you said, but But, um, so yeah, so she's like, bring it in and, and blah, blah, blah. And so I go to Walgreens and I pick up the prescription. And you know when a bartender is really generous with a shot? <laughs> right. And like fills it so it's overflowing. Right, and you're like, right. oh, thank you. And like trying to get it. I open the bottle and pills like exploded <laughs> Sweet. out of it. There was like 7 million of them. And I was like. I'm not trying to start my own drug cartel. I was like, I'm just <laughs> trying to make my ankle feel better. Side note, I can't take an entire what is it? Viking. I always say Xanax, but that's never going to be what it is. It Xanax, it all painkillers are all Xanax to me. I'm like, oh yeah, it's probably on Xanax. And Xanax isn't even a painkiller. Right? So <laughs> so maybe you don't eat pills and pills. Scripts. Yeah, I'm, Walter, you are out of your element.
3: And so I, uh,
2: yeah, so I have this script for Xanax, and uh, so you're eating your Xanax. I'm eating my Xanax that I got a script for, and um, I I can't take a whole one, and I didn't know that, like, because I only ever took half, and I, it did enough to like, so I didn't right. feel any pain. I took a whole one and took a nap, and then couldn't speak for three yeah. hours they're all like hey calico blah 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 and in my head i was going yeah we could go there and what really was i was staring at them going uh, uh <laughs> and i could not pull it together i was stoned for like five hours because my tiny little body couldn't take the whole thing yeah and so i just said and my ankle still hurt and i remember being like this sucks <laughs> Like just didn't work so
0: yeah. kids don't do drugs
2: yeah don't don't eat pills don't eat Script pills, or no even script. if you have a script. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
0: Let man. the nanobots fix it. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing about most painkillers is they work basically on the principle of you're still in pain, but you just don't care about it. Yeah, yeah. That's
2: stupid. Why can't we find something that works?
0: Well, I mean, some things do block the pain, but it's but most opiates are like, this is why I'll never, we talked about this in the I think in the last show I'll never be a heroin addict because it doesn't really do anything to me it just makes me kind of warm and sleepy mm-hmm. and if I wanted to do that I could just have a cup of hot cocoa and relax by my tea. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like, okay well, opiates are the funniest thing too because like you can tell when somebody's on opiates because like I have this stuff called uh, Ultram
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I take it for the lady times <laughs> and so I have a prescription for, I have a script for it so it's legit <laughs> But um, sometimes I take it when I'm not sick. I'll admit it. Well,
0: to be you know, in your defense, yeah. all the times that you experience are lady times.
2: Thank you. <laughs> I saying. was having a lady time. And, yeah. We call it Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> so I was having a Tuesday. And I took it, and I always just only took it when I was in pain. So I realized that, like, I was driving my car, and I go, I really need to thank my parents for getting me this car. I was like, that was really generous of them. <laughs> and I start getting, like, captain gratitude. And I start calling up family members. I'm like, I miss you. I mean, from my heart. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like, cleaned the whole house, told everybody I loved them and miss them, was, like, really proactive and like, stuff that I don't want to do when I'm not having lady times. Yeah. Now <laughs> <I'm> taking drugs in <laughs> lady times. It's in lady times. And, uh... <laughs> and, yeah, and, like... I, my mom was just like, it's so good to hear from you. And I'm like, Mom, I am in such a good place right now. Like, I didn't know... It was the drugs talking. Yeah. And the next morning I woke up and I was like, like back to normal, Calico. Did I call
0: you up and was was I nice to you? Yeah. take it all back. take it all (laughs) back. Rewind. And
2: so, yeah, and like my friends were calling me all day. They're like, oh, you know, we've made plans for lunch today. I'm like, go F yourself. (laughs) Lunch for you. I'm busy being miserable here. So that was my, my drug experience.
0: Well, it's as as far as they go, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty rad. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you did it right.
2: Thanks. So, no problem. Hi, this is Beth Grant, and sometimes I doubt your commitment to Shaky Town Radio. Get with it.
1: Calva, you've done some music. Uh, you've not only sung on some of your father's albums. Are you on this new one coming out, the Welcome to My Nightmare? What, uh, number two.
2: Number two. Yes. Yeah. No, no, I'm Numerados. not. A, uh, no, we have. He has some uh, extra special guests on this album. And so a
1: Jean's favorite, Key Dollar Ha. Oh, Key Dollar Ha? Yeah. <laughs> key
2: Dollar Ha uh, apparently is my new sister. She calls my father Dad. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's like, hi, Dad, like on Twitter. And I'm like, oh, oh good. can I have some of your clothes? Like, can we do that?
3: Can, make you, sure, te- make can sure. you teach
2: me how to be cool? Because I'm not cool. Make sure make, cool? your
1: sister does not hear uh, the last couple episodes of Jean talking about is her.
2: Is she cool? <laughs> she is. I'm going to be totally honest with you. You trust my opinion because I play magic and I know people that make nanobots. Kesha is a cool chick. Well, wait,
0: wait, but wait, 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 no. Okay. She may very her personally. Yeah. I, I have, I, I can make no statement about her as a person until I have met her and interacted with her. But is she cool? Is the persona that she is putting out there cool? It's different. Is different it's always a, cool? That's not always cool. I'm, I'm, I'm running out of octaves to just show my voice <laughs> out. You're going to be, the dogs are going to be annoyed by me this <laughs> <as> conversation <laughs> continues. Um. I, it uh, just seems like such a uh, I don't know okay
2: it's a modern day Janis Joplin she's trying to be trying to be a pop Janis Joplin like I don't care if my hair's combed or my teeth are brushed or anything yeah, like I that pay attention like, to the normal hygiene or social more yeah yeah but Janis Joplin had an excuse she ran with a bunch of bikers yeah <laughs> well yeah <laughs> duly noted <laughs> however um no I just think that like I I dig it. She didn't go for the, you know, the pop princess thing. And she, I mean, that girl can sing for real. And like real life, she's got a a really great voice. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: And I I believe in the the times we've discussed this, I have acknowledged the fact that every time I've seen her do things that are not this character that she does.
2: And that's what it is. It's a character. And if somebody told me in order to be successful and go somewhere with my art that I had to not brush my hair or teeth or whatever, I'd be like, all right. You know what I mean? I think
3: you
0: could. I think you could do that. Well, I mean, uh, frankly, we're sitting here talking to someone whose dad has played a very specific character for 30, 40 years now. But that's
2: also the (laughs) trick. You know, I tell anybody that wants to come out to L.A. to be an actor is it it is a business and you need to market yourself. And the trick is, is like, you know, people come out here and they're like, I can play anything. Well, yeah, a good actor can play anything, but you need to know how you read. And I read as, you know, sort of a hard ass, and I read as, you know, like a madam or a drug dealer or the bitchy girl at school or whatever, and right. you guys know, and hopefully you can pick up through the podcast, yeah. like, I'm a really nice, I'm a really nice person! <laughs> but I am. I'm like a super nice person, but I don't get to play those roles yeah. until I take the obvious and get big with that, right. and then I can branch off and do whatever it is I want. But that's where people get lost in sort of get the... bigger weird. I'm getting. I described my last audition to Katie. She's like, "How was it?" And I go, "Good. I got weird with it. I
0: got really weird with it." We're moving into some weirdness. Yeah, it was a prayer.
2: A, basically, a, a prayer to the devil. It was this like thing I had to do, and I, and, uh, I was just like making sure I had my lines. And I was like, "Unholy Father, blah 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 blah." And Katie's listening to me do it like really monotone. And I turn around to her, I'm like, "But i want to get weird with it." <laughs> get
3: weird up. Get weird on it.
2: Let's get weird with this.
3: Well,
0: yeah, no, I mean, I, I think there's, I think there's a difference between knowing your strength and, and typecasting. And I think people get that well, I'm going to get typecast or whatever. But
2: uh, great, get get cast. Well, the root word is cast. Yeah, exactly. you know I mean? exactly. yeah.
0: And 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 the working is is important if you're, when yeah. you're a working actor. Well, but when when um, Rick Overton said you should play cops, <laughs> like, right? I can see playing cops, yeah. yeah, and I don't have a problem with that. I mean, it's like uh, whatever.
2: But you could be like you know, you could play cops your whole life and like. But then you're believable also as you know a federal judge, and then you're believable as the yeah, federal absolutely. judge that kills people. Well, and then you're, yeah. you're like, well,
0: here's the here's the well, whenever we would do table reads for the writing classes that I've been in and stuff like that, I found that, and it, it made me feel very good yeah. that people would always have a part for me. Yeah. I mean, it would be like. You're playing the general who's secretly gay, or you're, you know, you're yeah. playing the cop or whatever. But someone would always have a, you know, a part, and I'm always yeah. I was okay with that. I don't really care. Yeah. You know, if you're writing something for me, I'm okay. I'm Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, you're right. It's you, and to be honest. All of the great actors, very few of the great actors in the last couple generations, I would say, they're all very distinctive. Oh. I mean, how many Jack Nicholson roles where he, he has disappeared into the character, right? Yeah. You know, right. it's like, I would say there's about zero Yeah, because where he, he hasn't been playing Jack is Nicholson. He's that
2: guy. Yeah. He's Jack Nicholson if Jack Nicholson were a dad and in a hotel that got snowed in. Right. He's Jack Nicholson yeah, exactly. if he were running a drug right, right, cartel right. in Boston. You know, he's yeah. Jack Nicholson. Right. But yeah. it's like the same thing. Like, you... You know, in an ice skating competition, or you <laughs> running the free world—it's still you doing it. Right. Or both. How you? Yeah.
0: What if it's a world where ice skating competitions determine who rules the free world?
2: I think the nanobots decide. Yeah, you know,
0: well, the the they do. <laughs> I think they do. So um... <laughs> we're slaves. <for> nanobots.
2: <laughs> and we went from Kesha back to nanobots, and we also—well, she learned... was
0: constructed by nanobots, so she
2: was. That's she fair. was.
1: I wanted to ask about this, because I know you're friendly with some of the, the Rob Zombie folks, and yeah. the, the the one album that you were on um, with, I believe, somebody from his band. Yeah.
2: Uh, his name is Piggy D. E. Piggy D. Yes. That's his given name? Yeah. Well, he was Piglet D, but then he grew up and, oh. and shortened it to Piggy. Um it's a family name? Yeah. <laughs> of the Boston Piggy D's? <laughs> That's right. I love Boston. I've brought Boston like 75 million times. Um... Yeah, he uh I knew him back in the day, uh when he was in a smaller band when and um, when he was Piglet. Right. <laughs> back when he was Oinky D. But uh he um met him then and uh we became friends and then he uh started this solo project called the Evacuation Plan and um yeah, so he asked me to, to sing background vocals on it. I had only ever worked with my dad before. So we, we had a time, you know, with it, because yeah. it's the first time I'd really done it without somebody being like, oh, you're great. Like, I knew that I was in a studio where, like, if I suck, this he has no reason to not be like, yeah, thanks, bye forever, you know? Right. So I was like, "No well, pressure. I got seriously weird with that situation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but,
2: um, yeah, so I, I did the record. It turned out really good because the style of music was like... Uh, you know, he comes from Zombie, which is, you know, really electro-hardcore, yeah. yeah, whatever. Sure. And um, the music was, like, it was really story-based. And it had a, a lot of, like, kind of, like, earth, wind, and fiery things going on yeah, with it. Right. It was cool. It was different.
3: So like, a
0: funk rock.
2: Yeah, yeah. There was, like, a saxophone in one song and electric guitar. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. So, um, we did the record. It was, uh, it's still... When, when those songs come up like you know a lot of actors can't watch themselves yeah. I don't mind listening to the songs I sang on because they were good and they were telling a story about you know like subject matter we've known each other for so long like I knew the people I was singing about right, I knew right. the situations or whatever so there was like a lot of you know invested emotion in yeah. it too so it was really cool I'm really glad I did it um, good experience very good definitely good experience if you get a chance yeah the, the record's called um, The Evacuation Plan by Piggy D and uh, I'm on a couple tracks. Uh, you'll hear me because I sound like uh, an angel, pretty much. <laughs> so.
0: uh, is this really in Pigglesworth and he short- shortens it to Piggy?
3: Pickles- yeah, Pigglesworth?
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, Piggleswits. Oh. And it was that thing, you know, where there's the discrimination, mm. and so all yeah, the actors shorten their names. Yeah. <laughs> to to
2: Pigglesworth. So. You guys just ruined... Uh, me and Piggy D's friendship because from here on out he's going to be known as Pigglesworth. Yeah.
0: Dude. Yep. I, I, I don't see that as ruining a friendship. You I don't see that as bro- strengthening. <laughs> yes, exactly. The um, depth and dimension of your friendship.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you know what, frankly, if, if your friendship can't stand him being called Pigglesworth, is he really a friend?
2: We're going to find out.
0: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned.
2: Stay tuned for the relationship status of Calico uh, <laughs> Cooper and Piggy D. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So you have been in quite a number of features, more than I had even realized. Um, You're in Dakota Sky. Mm Mm-hmm. You you were in something called Puppy.
2: Oh, God. Yes. Um, Not Oh, God, in a bad way. Oh, God, in (laughs) that I was wanting to work so bad, and I just got off tour, and, like, everybody's already cast everything for the season, and I'm just like, ooh. So go on Craigslist. I find this listing. They're like, "Uh, the evil Viking spirit Gets put into a present day dog in an adoption center and a sorority adopts that dog and it kills everyone. And I was like, (laughs) Yup. So I sent in my. Was it an
0: actual puppy or a dog?
2: It was a dog. We said puppy because I think like dog is already probably taken for a horror movie. (laughs) Dog. Um, And he's a bounty hunter, so we couldn't go there either. But um, so we, uh, I drove to San Francisco (laughs) and I showed up and it was a bunch of people sitting in this guy's house they borrowed and they're like, Hey, and there was, like... I had to take a bath with the dog at one point. And I'm in this <laughs> bathtub, all filled up. And I'm holding this puppet of a dog. I'm, like, petting it. I'm, like, this is amazing. So it was fun to do. really fun. Yeah. And it's, I mean... It's a campy little horror movie, you know, just like I like. Yeah, but apparently, favorite somebody that owns a bar in Chicago... It's their favorite movie of all time. And so every Friday night, he screens it behind the bar. <laughs> so I'm, like this block celebrity in this. Place. Nice. if I ever went in there on a Friday night we'd all that. drink for free why don't you free.
0: do that why don't you do that
2: but, well he'd have to also pay for my plane ticket to Chicago but other than that I don't know
0: I I think we could scrape up money for a plane ticket to Chicago
1: I, okay,
2: awesome. I think it's a trip I <laughs> think we have a plan
1: <laughs> and you had a role in Suck as well
2: yeah yeah um, they hired my dad and I was just like you know talking to the guy that cast him and I was like come oh, in. And I was trying so hard to break into film without having to use, you know, my dad for anything. But then somebody basically hit me upside the head with, you know, some logic. And they're like, the same logic applies for, you know, market yourself in this one small venue, you know, this one small character and then do whatever. They're like, who cares? Yeah. Just yeah. get seen. Get in. And yeah, I was like, do stuff. Okay. So I flew to Canada and we shot the scenes and it was really great. Yeah, I got to meet um, Dave Foley. Yeah. yeah, from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, I love Dave what Foley. a funny guy! He's a great guy. I mean, he deliver in real life. He delivers everything with such a dry, like vacuous sort of. It was. Yeah. I got to hang out with him. Funniest dude ever. Oh, yeah,
0: I've run into him a couple times at various shows. <laughs> the Foley. He's he's one of the few people that I've. He's one of the few people that I geeked out on. Oh yeah. That, that I'm like, you know what, dude, you're pretty
2: awesome. Right, Dave Foley <laughs> is is the the man.
0: Yeah. Plus, right. he looks awesome in drag.
2: Yeah, let's be honest. If you look awesome and drag, you're my favorite. Because <laughs> we were
0: we were talking actually I had a couple friends over the other night, and we were talking about um, I guess there was a thread on Reddit that was uh, Would you um, would you take twenty dollars a day for the rest of your life, or the ability to forty eight hours of like outrageous sex with whomever you like? And oh, so, that
2: gets boring after you know. <laughs>
0: well, but, 20, but 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 my, my my friend Robert his his point was if it's anybody, you can have any, sex with anyone you want and would be totally a you, whatever. Yeah. And his take on it was, was it anyone? Like, can I have sex with like 400 people? Or just like... A-
2: <laughs> anyone.
0: Or any one person. It makes a difference whether It does make a
2: difference. Let's be whether clear whether in the fine print.
0: Whether it's for 48 hours I can have sex with anyone... Or, yeah, like sex with you. Six yeah, exactly.
2: with you, so you with just, all
0: yeah. of you. <laughs> so so like the first couple hours would just be eliminations, right. but
2: <laughs> much like in America's <laughs> Next Top Model. Exactly. exactly.
3: Congratulations,
2: you're I only would, running for sleeping with me. I, I, I would keep, <laughs> Please I would, stay in this house uh, and rock my world. Fierce. That's fierce. <laughs> I,
0: I would keep the plus size model around. Oh yeah. Um, but but anyway uh, yeah so so but Dave Foley came up in that context where it's like I'd have sex with Dave Foley and drag if he had a vagina.
2: Yeah, just to do it. <laughs>
0: Well, that was no just because, uh, that was the other thing too. Is is but, it open? Is is there a time machine?
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I had I sex
0: did. with Eleanor Roosevelt just to say I did. <laughs> 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 yeah. but, but, but but Robert's point was Robert's point was
2: there's a point
0: <laughs> twenty dollars. Well, no, the, the whole because you, oh, you just up, the up it gets boring after a while. But 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 if it was anybody,
2: right,
0: that experience is well worth twenty dollars a day for the rest of your life. You'd pay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, if you could say I had sex with Eleanor Roosevelt or whatever, that right. the bragging rights are worth whatever the $300,000. Wait, wait, $20 a day. You, magically, your pocket always has $20 so I could, a day. Like,
1: so I could go buy burritos at Hugo's Tacos any day I wanted.
0: Every day for the rest of your life.
1: I, I, I'm picking them. But right. see. Yeah. But, I'm really picking the burritos.
0: But see, here's the thing. Can you not make $20 a day on your own for the rest of your life? Can you not do Clearly,
1: that? you haven't worked in reality television. No, you, I,
0: no I, I, I'll bet you money that you could get a cardboard sign and stand outside a freeway entrance and make enough money to get Hugo's birthday. If we had any money, we'd having this conversation. I'm bad at that point. <laughs> but I'm saying, but I'm saying, so you can make $20, but you, can, you can't, you can't buy... not make
2: a time machine to have sex you can't, no
0: buy, you can't buy a threesome with Eleanor Roosevelt and Dave Foley. and You cannot cannot buy that! <laughs> twenty dollars a day will not buy you that. Is his point?
2: But like, we have to get you have to get specific now. Like, in this time machine, are they like okay? Let's say that I wanted to have sex with Marlon Brando in Guys and Dolls. Sure. Is he in character?
0: Uh, no, I think it's the person. Let's assume it's the person. Let's see. You know. well, had
2: if had we're already going time machine. Why can't it be a character? If you had twenty
0: dollars. <laughs> was my it I'm like, character. Thank
2: you. Twenty
0: dollars. Yeah. Well, let's see. You can't. Um, yeah. Ah, yeah, no, I don't think it would work. All right, because I, mean, I would
2: want him. Although to he's be... a consummate
0: professional, I <laughs> yeah.
2: want him to be Sky Masterson when we did it.
0: Well, you know what? He'd be totally into you. That's the other thing too: is the person would be t- the person or persons would be totally into you. So he would be. I thought I and Brenda
2: would, would have been would have been into me.
0: Well, okay. he, no matter what, for the magic of this purpose of this discussion, of it. okay, so he'd be totally into you, so he would be okay with being in character.
2: Okay, well, that's that's cool because I mean, just, just suspending disbelief. If we already have a time machine, right. the person's magically into you. I I say that with this deal also comes that they can behave any way you want them to behave. <laughs> like within, within, you're not Weird violent Brando. You've got it you're to. You're not, well,
1: you're not. Yeah. You're Can not, I make them behave to give me twenty dollars to go get burritos?
2: Yes, uh, you no, can. I think,
0: I think once you're out of the bubble, it all bets. The
2: power are of yes. I know.
0: <laughs> but I'm just, I, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. For the sake of fun, we say yes. But see again, you again,
0: you know, the the twenty dollars is off the table if you take the forty eight hours. Yeah, like, I figured. Yeah, you're broke. But but again, you can make twenty dollars a day. We could beat someone up, take twenty dollars from them. Yeah, that's true.
1: That's where we're headed after You this. can't beat <laughs> you can't beat someone <laughs> up and make up. them Gotta have sex oh, no, with you can. somehow. Exactly. <laughs> So anyway. talk of how do you end up in a film called? Now I'm channeling. Thirty <laughs> proof coil. Thirty proof coil. Yeah. The what I was. I been,
0: thought you said it was thirty coil proof.
1: I, I was saying that before we got here, and, and it was. But
0: corrected. it's thirty proof right. coil. But
1: um, I'm being heralded as part of the Idaho
2: indie film scene.
0: Is there a potato in the logo? Because if there isn't, I'm gonna hit someone.
2: The O should be a potato. Yeah. Um. Actually, I I got into it. Uh, it's a really good movie. And, like, and I, when I went into it, th- this guy just sent me an email. This guy, Will, that directed the movie. And he's like, I know you're never going to read this. He's like, and you're probably going to think I'm crazy. So
0: he thought you couldn't read out of the gate.
2: Yeah, straight out of the gate. I thought game. you were illiterate. I'm an idiot. So, no, but he's like, you're probably not going to read this. He's like, I did a screenplay, and it, you know, it's, I really like it, but don't, don't worry about it if you don't want to. And I was like, Psh. so I read it, and it's crazy good. I mean, like, really good. And I went, Wow. And so I started picturing what that would look like, and basically it's like, do you see the Ryan Reynolds movie Trapped, or what is it called? Bear- what is it called? My yeah. buried alive. Buried alive,
0: the Ryan
2: Reynolds movie. I think it's, I think it's Trapped. Trapped. Uh, no, buried. buried. Yes, buried. So alive. he's yes, buried. yeah he yeah, yeah in a coffin and the whole thing the yeah. whole movie takes place basically in this coffin.
3: Right.
2: It's the same concept, um, but you know, in in short, I am in a tent and mm-hmm. I'm doing field work. Obviously, I'm some sort of student going for her science something.
0: Science? And, yeah. I worked and in the I'm, science something industry for a while. Did you know Yes, I did. Oh. Do you
2: have a degree in science something?
0: I, I do not have a degree in science <laughs> You
2: something. should go back to school. I should. Um, I should. I should not. Uh, so I uh, fall asleep and I wake up to see headlights outside of my tent and the car hits the tent. The next thing you know, I wake up in a barn there's a post right in the middle, and I'm chained to it with a chain that is referred to as 30-proof coil. It's a chain that is right. almost impossible to break. I mean, it's huge. And I'm about two feet from every door, every window, every exit, because the pole's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of the movie sort of unravels in the way where uh, there's a, the guy, this farmer, who doesn't speak nothing, but he force-feeds me. He just comes in and forces me to eat, and if I don't eat, he beats me with an axe handle and so now I'm trying to figure out why are you force feeding me why am I here but I'm eliminating things through the thought process where i going well if you wanted to rate me you would have done it already like why are you force feeding me and so then it starts to take this w- we got weird with it
3: yes. and I kill
2: the guy and within the first 15 minutes of the movie Sweet. I hit him over the head with the chain when he's trying to force feed me and then I break his neck search him no key so then it gets really kind of art filmy where I'm sitting there and I start to disintegrate you know, in my brain, and, like, I start looking around, and I'm starting to hear things and see things, and my subconscious is taking, like, actual tangible characters where he's laying dead in front of me, but he's also in the corner smoking and talking to me, but it's my subconscious talking right, right. to me. My mom appears, you know, I start seeing these people in bunny suits, like, and it gets worse and worse, and then, in the middle of the movie, I, you know, I'm sitting there, and it's sweating in this barn, and I see a poof, Outside the slats of the barn like a shadow. And I look up and I'm like, no, I didn't see anything. And then I see it again on the other side. And so it starts getting worse. And then you have to start wondering, am I creating this monster that's outside to make it okay for me right. to be in this barn? And that's why right. And it gets more real and more loud and more of like a legitimate creature. And so this guy's still talking to me, more people are showing up you know, I'm really starting to disintegrate and so by the end of the movie you, you it gets so strange where I go in my brain you have to wonder did I have something wrong with me before I went in there like <laughs> schizophrenia bipolar yeah and so yeah by the time the movie's over the audience doesn't know like was that thing real did she really kill that guy? is she even really in the barn like so yeah you
1: could still be in the tent
2: yeah because there's a, at the end of the movie like I may get out I may not but when I I do, there's a part where I, the chain's off, and I'm talking to this farmer guy, and then he goes, maybe you're back in the chain. And then I close my eyes and open it back up, and I'm back in the chain after all that. Right. Okay, the, you know, open it back up, and I'm outside the barn, and then open it back up, and you're like, shit! Like, you don't know what's real. Right. So it's a really cool film.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, from what I understand of it, and it speaks to what you were saying about not playing the victim.
2: Yeah, and I never, you know, I scream and I cry, but I'm screaming and crying to keep myself... Sane. Right. I never give up. You know what I mean? I never surrender and it was uh it got it's getting really good reviews, I think, because it could have been played differently, it could have been shot differently, but just the stars sort of aligned in this little tiny yeah. film and it yeah. just went really well. Yeah, when I
1: first heard about it and, and kinda of saw the art for it, I'm like, Oh that's cool. She's getting to be like in a fun kind of like one of those
2: Grindhouse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: But it's it's something much uh, like like you said, getting uh, weird with it. Much oh, much weirder. Than we, that.
2: Got weird it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got weird with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Abstract. Yes.
2: Abstract. Look We're at you, Mister art
1: Mister Artsy part. I in
0: the science industry. <laughs> the
1: science <laughs> this is
2: my industry. degree in science. science. Something. Science,
0: <laughs> science something.
2: <laughs> so
1: and was it all shot in location? I don't.
2: Know. Yeah. Um. Somebody. Do you know what the big nasty is? No. It's a a thing that they do with motorcycles. It's this like. Hill that's almost 100% like straight up, oh, and they ride the motorcycles yeah, yeah, like yeah, up and see if okay. you can make it up. I just comp- saw that. It just it's on that property. It's this barn from like the turn of the century. Huh. And there was actual, like, we didn't have to, we know owls were paid in the process of making this movie, hmm. but the barn was full of owls. <laughs> and I like was chained to a post, and these things are not owls nice. Owls are not friendly,
0: as, Matt, yeah. as comedian Matt Browner points out. Yeah. Owls are not, not They're nice. They're not nice things.
2: animals. And so every time I would scream, the, owl be like, like the, the wings would go up, and I'd be like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to piss these people off. Never apologize.
0: Never apologize to owls.
2: I can't get away. I'm chained to a post. You mean owl
1: apologize? <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> somebody has a comedy degree as well. <laughs> but, yeah. So, that was, it was really intense, and it was hot, and we stayed on location because it's about an hour and a half away from Boise. So, we all stayed in trailers, and it was like summer camp. Like, we filmed. With owls. With owls. owls. <laughs> and a couple coyotes. Uh, we filmed for like 15 hours a day. We shot the whole thing in six days. Holy Because everyone's work ethic was yeah. like insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they're like, can we shoot another one? Can you want to shoot another scene? I'm like, yes! I want to live so, in the wilderness so, forever.
0: So you may very well be describing the movie incorrectly because you may very well have been in that fugue state. And, <laughs> oh. And, and imagining most of it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really that shoot kind of a movie. <laughs> <laughs> you were only there for one
1: scene. I
2: paid all my friends to take pictures of me in a barn and be like, I'm in a movie you'll never see because it's not real.
1: <laughs> it's, it is weird, like, the very, 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 very limited amount of acting that I've done. But the being in a scene and something intense happens and coming out of it and having to yeah actually come out of it.
2: It was weird. I mean, yeah, I. it's sort of like, uh, you know, what's the the syndrome where you bond with your captors? Oh,
0: Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm yeah. Syndrome.
2: Thank you. Yeah, like, I only knew these people for like six days and they left me chained in a hot barn and I didn't want to go. I was like, let's make another movie now. Right.
1: Like, you missed that world.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's an alter but it's the same thing as touring. Like, I was talking to my buddy Tiffany about this, like, it's in, uh, it's another world, like, you have this alternate reality where you get to leave this day-to-day mm-hmm. thing, and you make a whole new self. Like, I act completely different on set, because I get to create who I am now. It's more fun. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'm a person that, you know, doesn't play magic, or I'm a person that <laughs> you don't know that oh, I... Oh, come now. That's part of the core of your being... But, yeah, so you see what I'm saying? Like, it's you get to choose, and it's so much yeah. fun yeah, to, to have this different life. Because when you come home, everybody here knows that, like, you know, blah, 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 all these facts about you. But, yeah, it's an alternate reality, and it's so much fun to have the opportunity to do that.
0: I'm just so awesome. I'm me all the time.
2: Well, that must be nice. I get bored with me. He's, oh, speaking so of bored with me, a Facebook <laughs> has made me bored with myself. No, um, Facebook I typed in my name, and there's, like, I 17 Calico Coopers, right. which is fun, and I'm honored, to be honest with you. Like, I'm flattered that anybody would care enough to find my pictures on the internet and put them up. And then, even farther than that, create an alternate reality where they are me.
0: Right, right. Oh, so they're like I'm just like I, people with the same name. That would be that would be no, it's weird. But
2: we're we're talking about identity theft. Identity theft. But I'm flattered Bizarre! by identity theft. I'm like, you want to be me? Okay, here's all my That's bills. Weird. Here's my friend's parking so, ticket. Like, oh, yeah. so <laughs> tell like, me
1: what is what is it like being married to Corey Feldman?
2: Um, he is a gem. He really is. Uh, to fill you in and everybody listening, uh, I found out that apparently I have one of my favorite fake me's. Um, I'm mar- No, I'm not married. I'm married to the guitar player in Creed. Oh, okay. Yeah, what's oh, that his makes name? more sense. So,
3: what's his <laughs> that name? That makes entirely more Tremonti sense.
0: something Tremonti. Okay,
2: Tremonti. Something Tremonti. Mark, Mark Tremonti. Mark Tremonti, if you're listening. So, yeah, right you, in. you my man. Um, so apparently I'm married to Mark Tremonti, but I have a child. With Corey Feldman, oh, of course.
1: Oh, right. right. I apologize. I spoke out of turn. Exactly. Well, this makes
0: this lesbian relationship
1: all
2: the more it's puzzling. Complicated. It's, it's so... Com- com- is it... Is this is... A lavender marriage? Oh, yeah. We just found out it was called a lavender marriage. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's a name for I've, our relationship, I guess. I've never heard that. I dirt. guess lavender... What is it? It's two girls that live together and pretend to be friends, but is they're actually... A lavender marriage or a Boston marriage? Might be a Boston marriage. Maybe it's a Boston market. We don't know, we're not sure. but
0: maybe it's not a sure. Kenny Rogers roaster. So. Right,
2: if we're lucky. <laughs> but so yeah, that's the, the situation. And she, I, I have the most fun reading these profiles because it's like the bottom part says, "I am." It's like doth I to Mitch. It says, "I am one me." percent real and it goes and if you try and mess with me like I'll have your Facebook page shut down so yeah be nice and I'm like she won't add me as a friend she won't add it as a friend because she made the <laughs> mistake of adding my, my buddy Tiffany and the photos are crazy it's like pictures of okay my dad's assistant and I there's a picture where I just got some surgery on my sinuses and I have like a big bag of ice on my nose and he has his fist up like he just hit me and, and that's me and my dad's assistant caller. But on her page, it says, me and my older brother, Dash. And apparently, I I have two dogs named Zul and Gozer. Apparently, Zul's name is Goldie. And I'm you. (laughs) And she's me. (laughs) The picture of me holding Zul. And and she's like, me and Goldie. (laughs) (laughs) And we look not a lot alike. So... And I mean, yeah. Like I said, I'm flattered, and everybody's like, "You should report her." I'm like, "No, man." First of all, if you're silly enough to think that's actually me, then we're not real friends. Like, my likes are cuddling and cash. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think that that's something that. Well,
0: everyone likes cuddling.
2: I like cuddling with cash. I was gonna say. That counts.
1: Totes. Makes sense to me. But But, roll everything around me. Yeah. I think I made that joke last podcast. Treasure bath. Because I've been listening a lot of Wu Tang.
2: Anyway. (laughs) But yeah, so it's very bizarre. The whole the whole thing is very strange. But I like it, you know. And then I. It's weird though. Oh,
1: I don't know. That how, would make me uh, mad. I don't know how I would. Re- yeah, I don't know how I would react. To it. I would not have as good an attitude about it as you. Well,
2: should. I do only because, like I said, it's when people stop caring is when you're, you know, you're less relevant as a as an artist or an actor. This person takes the not photos. They never start caring. Yeah. Let's <laughs> hypothetically say that they never start caring. But here's the deal. I. It's such a fascinating. Sh- look into human nature. Yeah. The- because the alternate reality that this person has created, I get to sit back and watch myself. It- it's very surreal. So I look through the photos and, like, this is my life I'm looking at. But it's somebody's perspective.
0: You're making up stories about it. About
2: it. Like, it's like I have a fanfic. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. I look at a theme,
0: it. A theme that runs deep in this show oh, Yeah. yeah.
2: Fan fiction But so I look at it and there's like the photos that they choose. Always blow my mind. I go, and some of them I've never seen. I go, where did you get that picture? And so, like, and they string them together in this reality of who I am and like who these people are in relation to me. And like, this is my husband and this is my boyfriend and I, these are my friends and this is how we all interact. And like, even the post where it's like, this, she believes, I'm assuming it's a she. I don't know why... I, I think, think you
0: can... I think that's a safe assumption.
2: Uh, it's a safe assumption, but... So this, this person really believes... <laughs> well, no, wait a no, minute.
0: No. That's not a safe assumption? Because there are no girls on the internet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but she, uh, It's a dude. She puts... What did it say? It was like, um... Oh, Mark Tremonti, my husband. It says, uh... Marky and I uh, just made up. Thank God I was losing sleep. Like, she's had this fight that... <laughs> wait, I've had this fight with my fake husband and she's happy that it's over now so she's posting about it on a fake Facebook page like you've got to and then apparently my brother's in the hospital with migraines and oh. I was like
0: well give you know give my best wishes
2: thank you I will <laughs> but I I just and I don't understand it but if it makes you feel better then because I think it what it, oh, it really no. is if, if this is my my whole ooh I look into people's you know psyche thing uh, it, This person is either so repressed that they need a face to behave the way they want to behave. She could be totally, well, I don't want to say sane, but <laughs> she could be like a bank teller that doesn't have the guts to curse people out or, you know, live out her fantasies. So she wants to use my face as a safe mask right. to go on the Internet and be like, if you all blah, 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 like I'm a, what'd she call it? She's like, oh, I'm a dark rock and roll chick. Maybe that's who she wants to be.
0: Well, obviously that's what she wants to be. Yeah. uh, That's so weird to me.
2: And so, but but yeah, the photos all have stories behind them. You know, it's like, uh, this is me and she posts pictures of Corey's little boy. Ironically, my manager is also Corey's manager. (laughs) <laughs> so we know each other. Yeah. And Have you
0: discussed this?
2: No, we haven't. The next time I see him, we'll definitely... I
0: think we need to... I, th- You know what? I, I want to blow the lid wide off of this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> this is a conspiracy. It's I so like Corey, man. He's, he's cool. I'm like... But I, I don't think we're, like, having kids cool. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't think...
0: Well... Um, uh, Denial. Look, you right. Can live in denial. Let's
2: be. Well, the other thing is, think of the child. I put we a th- child together. How can he got the child? baby? He got the baby. But he, got, he goes. Uh, I was talking to uh my friend, and I go, I was like, okay, fine, you create an alternate reality for me. That's cool. Not that there's anything wrong with Corey, but I was like, why can't I be in a committed relationship with Johnny Knoxville? Like, I don't understand why it's Corey Feldman. Like, I'm more of his type. I would think. No, but I think
0: it doesn't have anything to do with what your type is. No,
2: oh, it doesn't matter what I think. <laughs> it's what she wants.
0: Right. See, okay, I, I kind of had a, I kind of had a fanfic epiphany while we were talking about yeah. this. It's creative t-ball is what it is. <laughs> what? It's creative t-ball. I think what it is is people who have a creative impulse, mm-hmm. and they're crazy, Yes. Um, but they view you as a character, and they're using you as a character yeah, I'm not to, real. to live out whatever their creative fantasies are. But it's t ball. I think this is what I, I think I've I hit the the, the center of my the problem. Off this. The center of my problem with fanfic and stuff like that is that you're appropriating things that are not yours in lieu of doing your own creative stuff. But it's creative t ball. Yeah. Like I said, you know, it's like you can't Set up you can't actually get out there. And Can we
1: make an exception though for the the fanfic with Johnny Marr getting Morrissey pregnant? Which is still the greatest no. fanfic I've ever read. No. Heard. We will not make can't. it exception. No, i I'm afraid you can't. That is pretty creative. Yeah. I have to say.
0: <laughs> this is a
1: real uh, Okay, bad. all
0: right, let me think about
1: that. What
2: say you, oh, that? Let
1: me think
0: about it. I think maybe so. Only, well, this this is M. Preg,
1: preg fanfic. When the male is pregnant in the fanfiction.
0: Unless it's about seahorses. This, this
2: is a whole other world that I am not hip to.
0: Um
1: hey, I've, Preg? M. Preg.
2: This I, I, is why you have to listen
1: to the podcast. Anyway. This oh well, is the now great, I'm
2: listening. The great things you find anyway, out.
1: no,
0: but I think that's the thing. Is, is, is yeah. it's that? No, because I think because if you're writing about, oh boy, yes. <laughs> this is a gray area. But it's but attractive. I mean, if you're writing, I think if you're writing Harry Potter fan fiction, it's different than if you're
2: because they're already fictitious characters, right? And
0: you're appropriating someone else's creative stuff. So I think right. in your case, yeah. actually, that might actually be sort of well, like, I'm a character. That, you know what I mean?
2: Like I'm not in that gray area myself. And the other thing is, why this, can't you be married to Harry Potter? Yeah, why not? If or we're already not. making stuff up, why can't I be in a time machine and have sex with whoever I want? Like, That's you know, right, like in this like Eleanor Roosevelt and
1: Dave Foley and Done.
2: Boom. <laughs> boom, Papow, pow But, uh...
1: Dave Foley dressed up as Eleanor Roosevelt. There
2: you go. I don't know. I, I gave this you an air limited. point for that. But, um... Yeah, so, NetNet, I think that the whole fanfic thing... My introduction to it was somebody was like, oh, my God, you have to read this fanfic. There, there's a group called uh, Alice's Maidens, a bunch of cool chicks like they're really really dedicated they're awesome yeah. but part of that fan thing is writing these fan fics. do you know how hard it is for me that's why I never go there I can't read stories about how my dad does you ten ways from Friday. Right. Like, it's weird. Yeah. And so.
0: Especially given that your dad is, like, legendarily, like, a pillar of the community. The yeah,
2: and a nice guy. Right. And it's, like, no, Gene yeah.
0: Simmons, I could totally buy. Right. I could totally buy a Gene Simmons fanfic like that. Yeah, but, but this
2: one is because it's more dangerous and sexy because he's not that way. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he, like, pulled my hair and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: no, that would be awful.
2: That's gross.
0: Yeah, it's bad enough thinking about your folks having sex in general, much less having people write an entire sub genre of fan fiction, yeah, based on your dad doing stuff.
2: Yeah, I've got some uh, some some serious circumstances in my life that most people don't have to do. There's fake me's. My dad's having (laughs) sex with fake people. I got to read about it. Fake dad. My fake dad. No, no, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It, I wonder if fake me is ever met the, my the, fake dad the, the, the,
0: the, the persona the stage persona mm. of your of your dad is, is a fake dad having sex with fake people
2: you just blew my mind I
0: know we're we're, we're way through the looking glass. <laughs> I need
2: to go back to like, where I'm comfortable like magic the gathering right. and... bring it full circle yeah exactly Wait, we've come full
1: circle all go the magic ahead. cards are filed well yeah
2: well, yeah, through this through this podcast, I have separated them into spells, lands, and creatures, and then rigged my deck so the next uh, time I play, I win.
1: So so good metaphor for life. I yeah. don't know what. Do you, but what do I'm you sure do? You, play to win. Kids. Do, you,
2: do you favor a particular color of magic deck, over? I I began as a black mage. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I was a black wizard because all those cards are like death, die, go away. Yeah, yeah. But then I was told that that's that's not really playing magic. Yeah. Which, Whatever. Play. you win anything, you're playing it right. That's right. <laughs> but um yeah, so I just put together for all you who know what I'm talking about a blue, black and white deck.
3: Don't worry
0: with
2: that. Yeah, it's cool. So all my white cards give Green's me life.
0: Lame,
2: dude. dude, Katie owns with green. She gets like these creatures that are like 12, 12 with Maybe you're trample. A black deck right now. And then at some point Nicole's going to play. <laughs> we, we only, only have one friend so that won't long. play. <laughs> <laughs> I and I the feel like you should play colleges. the therapist doesn't want to play you should
1: play it it's fun, should it's fun. Play. she will analyze the game the I just but... spit all over
2: myself you
3: should <laughs> play y'all just, I'm just
2: playing, <laughs> <laughs> so, like, fun. did you lose your retainer when <laughs> you did that
0: yeah. <laughs> my mom is going to be so mad we gotta go just through the crap
2: <laughs> Oh, goodness. No, really. Like, I had fun in high school. I went out. I went to parties. I had some I beer. Had well, yeah, yeah. I drank as an underage kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so now I can play Magic, because now I've done all that well, stuff. Well, I,
0: I worked in a game store and was a total nerd, and I still hung out with girls and drank. Exactly. And, yeah, you, you, you can friends. do both. I guess the, oh, the, the the moral to the story here is you can you be can a huge both. nerd. And still not be horribly socially awkward.
2: I was so in a punk I mean, rock you know, band in high school, so, so I look up down changing, upon you all. Yeah, you should, because you're so much elevated. Yeah, why are you <laughs> punk rockers like that? Anymore? We didn't have to work
0: at it. <laughs> we didn't have to work at it. We hung on so, goofed around, man. You had to yeah. work at being a no, we did, yeah. We were Arcadia's only skate punk <laughs>
2: What was an Arab band? long No, footlong. Yeah, never know. Yeah, I probably it's saw you guys play. It's it's. it's, it's, it's I, I would be surprised. It'd be sp- it's possible. I saw, 182 I saw Blink One Eighty Two at Jarheads. No jar, no and where? Jarheads or Jugheads? Ja- oh wow, Blink One Eighty Two. I saw them at the Nile. I they saw them at
1: the Nile. I saw some good shows at the Nile, though. Like I said, Jason. I played the Nile. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I played the Nile with plain white tees. Believe it or not. We're doing the competition thing.
2: Yes, we are. So our said. relationship God God isn't damn. dead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good, at least.
2: Well, um, I played Wembley with Kiss, so... I think you win. <laughs> no, for the sake of our friendship, we'll keep it at it. I also play the now.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. All right. So we can follow you on Twitter, although you don't know what you're doing yet with Twitter.
2: I don't. I'm just learning. I'm uh, at Calico Z Coop on Twitter and I'm, I'm learning about it I, I the truth is I got on Twitter so I could um, stalk Butch Walker and Johnny Knoxville alright <laughs> because Butch Walker is like crazy funny and super smart and I just love his stupid tweets and uh, Johnny Knoxville because it's probably not him but in my fantasy <laughs> world <laughs> it is him
0: I'll follow you on the Twitter yes there you go. I'll do that right now Except I can't follow you back because I'm at the follower limit. This pisses me off. Okay. That's odd. Yeah. Like how many people can you follow? I can only follow. Well, I, I think it's a ratio of your uh, followers. Mm-hmm. So, like 1,400 people following me, but I have, I'm following 2,001. So I guess 2,001 is the number of people I can follow. Wow, that's
2: The limit cool. you can
1: contact
0: is The limit of people, contact the contact the people, people that I can follow, who I can see their tweets.
2: That's crazy. Directly. I think I, like... Stupid. It's so stupid. I follow, like... My dad won't follow me on Twitter. Good. Because, well, first of all, it's you know, his his, uh, assistant, like, does it for him, so Uh, he says what to put up, and then his assistant does it. Take a look. But I've said a million times to him, I was like, yo, follow me on Twitter, and he's like, yeah, cool, and then he won't. (laughs) But, oh, he follows Piggy D. Hey. Yeah, he follows Rob Zombie, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. (laughs) Do you think... uh... Fake twist? Well, what,
0: what, what are you? What are you?
2: Calico Z Coop.
0: Are you underscores or sp- what are you?
2: I'm just normal, I think. One word. Calico oh, Z Coop. Oh, okay.
0: I did yeah. your full last name. That's
2: and right.
1: where can people find out more about 30 Proof Coil?
2: Um, they can go to 30proofcoil.com, but also um, I'm in the middle of launching a brand new website. Like, I got one years ago and I haven't touched it since 2008 yeah. because it's hard and it's HTML and I don't understand what that yeah. means. Hyperte-
1: so,
0: Text markup language.
2: No,
1: whoa. Science
2: something degree Over here Yeah That's a, You're really working That science something right. degree But so yeah That's the deal um, I'm relaunching the website um, I'm gonna have a live journal Which is great So then You know The next film I do I'm gonna post pictures oh, And talk about you I know, can't feeling. follow you Yeah you just oh, said shit. I can't follow anyone else Oh man Unfollow follow.
0: I know yeah. no, I, need to, I need to figure it out
1: Anyways um, and so you're gonna be like blogging. The yes, I'm gonna
2: be blogging about the the next movie um, that I'm doing. Uh, what
1: is the next movie?
2: I'm waiting for the results of the audition, so okay. I can't I can't talk about it. But you'll know, hear results if, of the test. Yeah, if I get it, you're gonna know about it.
0: All right,
1: awesome.
2: it's a big movie. I'm super stoked. I really hope I get it. Do you have any uh, music plans coming up? Um, you know, you know what? I sing on friends' records. If they need help, if they need like, a silly voice, or you know. a... Vatico. Angelic voice is Angelic, yeah. yep. Uh my angelic tones, then they can contact me.
0: Dulcet, your dulcet tones.
2: Yes. It's like Bing Crosby. I croon into the, mic. <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> I'm a crooner.
0: You're like you're, your voice is like a like a forty-year-old scotch.
2: Yes, r- refined, a little spicy, a little smoky. <laughs> with a, but you end up incredibly drunk at the end. Of my <laughs> that's
0: <doggy>. right. <laughs> and like Bing Crosby, you beat your children.
2: Yeah. Right. My voice beats your children. Oh, that's hey, my sign you, up you line. You beat, I'm Calico Cooper. Beat and my child? voice beats <laughs> <Yeah>. your children.
0: <laughs> do you beat your child? Uh, did you have with the cord?
2: Um. Well, that's why he doesn't live with me. Oh, <gasps> yeah. is that one? Yeah. He uh, he got some of that baby snot in my magic cards and it was end game. <laughs> 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 my voice beat him. Oh my Nalathi- <laughs> dragon? You gotta get that Nalathy Dragon in one more time. I do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's usually something else. It's usually Bildung Roman, But
2: But today today For the sake of today it's Nelathi Dragon I
0: did get to say Bildung Roman twice now There
2: you go (laughs)
0: And Nelathi Dragon at least three Well Calico we always
1: like talking to interesting people And we always like hearing about people staying creative And finding successful lives in this town Which is very very hard Very very hard Very very hard if you can't tell, I'm having some uh, issues. Yeah, around. I'm thinking very, you're talking very more about hard. yourself here yeah, than, than, than anybody else.
2: Hey, uh, man, everybody struggles with it,
1: but it, and so so it's it's great to talk to those people, and it's it's even better though that it all this good stuffs happened to somebody I've known for a long time and who came up. Thank in you. The mean streets of Phoenix.
2: <laughs> Take my life back from the mean streets of yeah. Phoenix.
0: Uh, it's yeah. in Phoenix. It is the just warm there. Unseasonably warm.
2: Yeah, I'm living the dream out here, and by living the dream I mean every day I wake up and hunt the internet and be like, who wants who's stupid enough to hire me to be in that movie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but we're very proud and we're very happy. And by now. we,
0: Brody be speaking <laughs> entirely for himself.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'd give a crap if I met you.
0: <laughs> no, actually it's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah. So actually much. I was afraid it wouldn't be. No, I was not at all.
2: Oh uh,
1: so. we I it almost <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I, I bring you people, you bring me people. It's always good time, except the one time.
2: You're competing for, for who that. has better friends right now. Do you know that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> except the one time. <laughs> I was responsible for that. We're not even away. I'm not giving it away. We're not going to get, get into that. Anyway. 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 But it was a, It was a bad time for you. I had a great time. Everything's fine.
3: <laughs> dragon. Not for this. No. <laughs> I'll tell you later.
1: Okay. All right. Calico, thank you for being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having us to your home, and thank yes.
0: you for uh,
2: having cool friends. Yeah, it was great to and, see and, them all. And, and
0: thank you guys for listening to the television at the, a very low volume thank you for, for the an first, extended period of time. The yeah.
1: first uh, recorded in front of a live studio audience. Oh, yeah. Okay.
3: So.
0: That's, that. yeah, no, I didn't even think about that. You I guys
2: need to learn to laugh more at my joke. See?
0: Yeah, please. I
1: told you guys we'd be bringing you new things in the second year here of Shake It up.
3: <laughs>
2: this right, slightly do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to laugh at your jokes. you not eating pills or talking about stripping. Right <laughs> I'm hip, damn it.
0: <laughs> well, anyway. let's. Uh,
2: let's wait, wait,
1: I want one thing from a live studio audience. Because you always need a, the, the adorable... The kid little kid says something adorable.
0: Aww. Aww.
3: Aww.
1: See, now it's a real live studio audience.
0: <laughs> right. But you also <laughs> always have that one person... <laughs> <laughs> you always have that one person... That is like laughing louder than the rest of the live right. audience. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, because you're in a competition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> or it just has like a laugh that sounds like an axle snapping on like an 18 wheeler and the whole thing plunging out through the guardrail. Wow,
2: that is a really descriptive term for how somebody laughs. <laughs> anyway. Mine sounds like an angry raccoon in a trash can.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> a little bit.
0: Just a little, yeah. Have you heard it to compare?
2: It's <laughs> really we get again. What's what you think it would be in my mind? In my fanfic, it's what a raccoon <laughs> in a trash can. Wouldn't it be like.
0: disappointing if you actually got to hear an angry raccoon in a trash can and it was just like,
3: oh, "What if oh. we end
0: up on the fanfic now?" Okay. Oh yeah,
2: this all this whole conversation ends a, a fake orgy with the live studio audience.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm totally gonna <laughs> friend all the fake Calico Coopers on Facebook.
2: Friend them. <laughs>
0: You can find us on the internet at shakytownradio.com. You can Twitter us at @shakytownradio. You can like us on Facebook at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash shakytownradio. Send us an email at shakytownradio at gmail.com or call us on the Shaky Town Radio hotline at 626-66-SHAKE. That's 667-4253. That's the same number. Well, thank you very much. This, yeah, is, this has been a joy. Until
1: next time, I'm Brody Foster Hubbard.
0: I am Gene George.
2: I'm Calico Cooper. And I'm an alcoholic.